What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, July 20th, and you have tuned into the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, and the person in charge of the title and main pitcher, everybody, Mr. Aldo Soto. Don't worry, guys. The karma's going to come back. I know, like, Cubs are going to trade Strowman in, like, a week, Bellinger right after. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get mine. I'll get mine. <laughs> and with us, as always, the good Reverend K. Fids. I love how you threw Aldo under uh, the bus that uh, right Mitch, is, Mitch is driving right now. Um, right he's driving the bus. Um, but no, I, I'm. That's this right. could be a rageful show. I, 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 for the first time since the KB fire sale of 20, 2001 or twenty one, I'm uh, angry uh, again. Uh, I've been I've been pretty passive lately, but the Cody Bellinger trade has got my blood flowing like uh, like the olden days of yore. And the fourth member of our team, uh, true to his name coming at us live from his automobile if you are a police officer in missouri just let him slide uh that's our boy nascar mitch who's already frozen hot start for mitch <laughs> so hot start for mitch screenshot this is yeah. like the start of like fake taxi i will give him credit though that new haircut is looking sharp it is sharp my guy's looking like a fucking snack right now it's also screenshot yes uh well when going mitch, in the banners when no. mitch decides to not be driving through a dead spot Oh, there he was. Oh, 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 there he is. He's back. All right. I think I'm back. You are. There we you go. Just, I was yeah. just commenting how handsome, yeah. how handsome you look with your new haircut. Yeah, this isn't a NASCAR bit. Unfortunately, we had to do some big... Nope. You're strike two. Nope. One more and you're booted. <laughs> Up strike three. Yep. Strike three. <laughs> Later, Mitch. <laughs> The reception is about as good as the Cardinals are right yes. now. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, we got a good show. Like the Tony we got a good show for you tonight. Uh, this is usually the episode during the season that either gets people really frustrated or really pissed off because we're probably going to talk about your favorite player, Jagoff. We're probably going to talk about uh, what his value is to other teams, who he can get traded to, and. Ladies and gentlemen, as we go through the show and you hear me just randomly say Jagoff, that is because Aldo is putting up a picture of Luis Robert in an Astros jersey. Um, I can't believe you're calling Luis Robert a Jagoff. Unbelievable. Move fast on this show. And then uh, we're also going to talk, we're going to look back at our first, our predictions before the season started, uh, how they stand right now. And then we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the second half. So we got a lot going on. Uh, White Sox are, oh, Danny fucking Burgers, just grounded out to second base. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, folks. This is going to be a, probably a longer episode, a fun-filled episode. And uh, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the boy. Season, make it all 
As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Oh, sure down- hey, let's go. <laughs> Make sure you download the app. Turn on push notifications so you'll be the first to know any and all Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, and Cubs news as it breaks live, especially around this time of the year with the trade deadline looming for baseball. You're going to want to turn on those push notifications. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. And if you're feeling feisty, go ahead and leave a five-star review for the app in the App Store. Uh, also brought to you by Uncle Bud's on 97th South Cicero. Uh, you never know who's going to show up there, ladies and gentlemen, because this week, uh, former Blackhawks goalie Scott Darling stopped in for a couple uh, and had some food. I heard he's a big chicken wing guy, but he was in there for a while. He was getting a tattoo down the street. No free ads. I don't know the name of the place. But, yeah, Uncle Bud's. Uh, new specials every day. Something's always going on. Uh, Uncle Bud's, 9700 South Cicero. Tell him your boy Zoe sent you. I actually played golf with the two owners yesterday and told them that I'm going to tell people that so they'll actually know what the hell you're talking about. Probably is if you tell anyone else that works through that, they're probably going to be like, sure. Mitch, could you do me a favor, by the way? I need you to go to a drive-thru and order 55 burgers, 55 milkshakes, and 100 pizzas, please. 55 tacos, 55 cheese uh, mix. You know, luckily uh, well, for you, has like 12 uh, fast food chains. So you just name the restaurant. I'll get 55 burgers, 55 fries. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many health food stores do they got there? Uh, zero. I mean, if you count all these uh, health food store, I guess yeah, you know it's probably that, about. But yeah, that's that's exactly. They all have salads, though. Come on. There, there's lettuce on burgers. Um, exactly. So we're going there's with tomato. Vla- there's tomato slice. So we're going with uh, Vlad Jr. is not Cuban again on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna all right. keep that. Fair in. enough. All right, ladies Mitch and gentlemen. Mitch booing that Vlad Jr. is not Cuban. That's weird. Uh, uh, again. Doing it again. <laughs> oh, we had this problem a couple months ago. We had him go through training again, sensitivity training. And for all of you that came here for the puppy content, here's the fifth member of the crew. We got Thor joining us this week. Thor's got a lot to say about these trades. Say what's up, Where's boy. Apollo Seb? Apollo Seb is downstairs. He's doing some uh, some work in the basement. <laughs> but Thor's got it down right now. Um, let's get right into it. Let's start with the worst trade rumor tweet I think I've ever seen. And I've been doing this since the beginning of Twitter. Um, Yeah, it involves that. So I don't, I'm sure one of you guys can help me out here. Recall the the Twitter's user's name. Uh, I'll pull it up right now because he unblocked me recently, apparently. Big mistake. Yeah, that was not smart. (laughs) Huge. That's the guy that we were making fun of last year at the uh, after the series. Uh, Thank you. That's the guy. I knew I've seen this guy before. Yeah, it's, it's the guy that's got, I have so many like, Gifs of that guy's weird head. Michael uh, Schwab. I think there's a dick nose picture. A lot yes. of dick Michael Schwab. Dick nose guy. That was the guy that everyone made his head into like the tip of a penis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His name is Michael Schwab. Yeah. Anyway, 13. so Michael Schwab from the clouds, like unprompted, tweeted out that. Well, do you have the tweet? Actual tweet up, Fids? Yeah, I'll pull it. Says the yeah, Astros we- have discussed the possibility of trading for Dylan Cease and Luis Robert Jr. Per people familiar with the process. It would require several big league and fringe talent, but there is momentum. Have fun with that info. Uh, and then I posted a picture of a crack pipe. Yeah. I've discussed um, the possibility of winning a lottery and uh, yeah, buying a ticket, I've, but, you know, do with that. I've discussed like actually not buying a Powerball ticket and still winning. That's about uh, that how guy, realistic I mean, that is. Yeah, that you, guy have sources? you don't have sources, guys. Come on. I have sauces. That's true. Can't confirm. Do not so have sources. For those of you that like to go on that <laughs> stupid trade value site, around this time of year an even trade according to that site would be the Astros getting Aaron Bummer, Dylan Cease and Luis Robert in the return. The White Sox would get 
<laughs> Alvarez, he's pretty decent. Uh, Clifford, Diaz, Gilbert, uh, Javier, the starting pitcher, and the reigning World Series MVP, Pena, for at shortstop. That's 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 a super realistic trade. Hey, White Sox finally get some middle infield depth, outfield get, power back, power power lefty, and you're on Alvarez, future catcher. Come on now. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how mad I'd be about that trade if that was really the return. But there's no way in hell they would ever do that. But if you're including Luis Robert in that trade, though, too, because he's by far the best player. Oh, without a in doubt. That group. And so I triple. And then you have to give up C's too. I I don't know. That's not. I'm I mean, sorry, going the off the there. going off of the calculations here, though, you can trade Cease for Jordan Alvarez straight up, or Cease for uh, Pena straight up. That's why I love that site. Yeah, that, that would be intrigued. Yeah, I see, but yeah, yeah. it would never happen. No. By the way, this does that. Uh, this other Michael Schwab from the clouds, including the Luis Robert part, came on the heels of I think it was John Heyman who went on six seventy score. Uh, either Tuesday morning or Monday morning, and he's the one who's like, "Yeah, the Astros would love to trade for uh, Dylan Cease," and everybody oh, went shit. crazy with that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Every single team right now who is realistically trying to trade for a starting pitcher, of course they would want. And the White like, Sox lose a guy like Dylan Cease. And there goes the White Sox. They lose five to one. Um, oh, by the way, quick quick side note before we get into this trade stuff. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, – I know Missy wrote the, the – she wrote the uh, piece about a week ago, two weeks ago, about how the White Sox need better social media. Yeah, Play article, check it out on yeah, the 108. Really good job. Uh, I mean, the White Sox are doing it in all the, in all the wrong ways, but they have their shame bell now. And th- the only thing that's going to be used for is every time they lose. So good job with that. They're going to have a lot more no. uh, engagement with that. Although, <laughs> have you seen the photoshops? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, they created phenomenal. the number one new White Sox meme. <laughs> that's all. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like ring this bell every time you don't. You have bases loaded with no outs and don't score. Yeah, like shit like that. Like people are going in on it. It's fucking hilarious, guys. Definitely check that out. They inadvertently created an amazing troll tweet of their own team. <laughs> I mean, they just can't get out of their own way. They really, just, they they can't. It's pretty much comical at this point. You have to hire cousin Sally to, to to do your social, and then you hire you know Uncle Steve to do your promotions. So, let's talk about a realistic trade from people that I actually like trust. You know, um, there's been a lot of where there's smoke, there's fire type shit going on right now involving Lucas Giolito and the Dodgers. Hmm. So, uh, our boy Drew already made a TikTok about that damn shame bell. Um, I'm. <laughs> Want to see who Josh Nelson? He was. He said he had someone. I trust Josh's. I've seen a couple. I've seen the Dodgers one and the Reds one, and the Reds guy, the top pro, or the big prospect name in that one has been mentioned a few times now too. Yeah, and it was a pitcher that they were linked to before. Um, before the draft. Before the draft, they they were big fans of that. Hold on, I want to get make sure I say the right Dodgers name because if it's who I think it is, I'm going to be very happy about that. But. It was Bush, wasn't it? Uh, was it? I forget. I just remember. Right. I just remember we were looking at it and we were talking about. It. We had like a mini conversation about how some White Sox fans need to lower the expectations because it's not an automatic that you get a top one hundred prospect. Right, but if they can land uh, Michael Bush from the Dodgers, that's the Dodgers' number two prospect. He plays second base or outfield. 
He's 25 years old, 6'1", bats lefty. Like, this would be – I would trade Giolito for him. I would trade – Oh, absolutely. He's got a 50 hit, 60 power, so he's got pop. 45 run, 45 arm, 40 overall fielding. He's an overall 55 uh, rating right now, and that's out of 80 for those of you who don't know. I, I should have said that last week. I assumed everyone knew that, but um, it's out of the 80 scale. And, yeah, I mean, that solves a lot. Hold on. Stop. Time out. I want to take a step back here. So when we do these kind of conversations where we talk about trades or what we think we can get for the players, it doesn't doesn't mean that we aren't a fan of that player. That doesn't mean that I don't like Lucas Giolito and I want him off the White Sox. This is us talking about what we think from the business standpoint. I got to remember this table shakes. I can't pound my fist on the desk anymore. Um, from a business standpoint, like realistically, what's going to go on? I mean, let's face it, folks. The White Sox just aren't getting it done this year. They're 10 games back in the worst division in baseball. Um, things are going to have to change. And if things don't change. Cubs lead. Oh, man. And, think, and if things don't change, you might as well just throw Rick Hahn in the backseat of Mitch's car wherever the fuck he's going because he's got to be done. <laughs> you see that? By the, way, by the way, I have terrible news, though. What? As it's I was, not that as Bush. I was it's not Bush uh, because, again, like we had that conversation. And this was the – again, this is using that trade simulator, simulator site, which they – I mean, again, take it for what it's worth. Take it for a green salt. Mm-hmm. But the names were Bruns, Bruns. left-handed pitcher, and Nastrini, Nastrini's right-handed their, pitcher. Nastrini's their number nine-rated prospect, right-handed yeah. pitcher in double-A. He's supposed to come up next year. And who was the so other guy? Ninth and 15th, Bruns. So they're Matt, rated oh, his name is 15. Maddox Bruns. I'll take a yes. picture named Maddox. Yeah, and yeah. Maddox is only an A plus or A plus. He's in high A ball. He's twenty one, uh, and Nestrini is where's he at? He's in Double A right now. So basically, you're getting two pitchers that you don't know what you're getting for Giolito, and the Dodgers need a Giolito. You guys are going to see. A, you're going to hear a very common theme right now we're going to talk a lot about pitchers because i'm already seeing in the comments right now people asking about ta they're not going to trade ta folks unless it's a massive offer because ta's got a 14 million dollar player option next year that is very very inexpensive if you will and we all know uncle jerry over there doesn't like to spend that money i've been thinking about that actually uh, just like recently what if it does what if that option actually works in the white Sox favor because they could br- say, Fitz, yeah, Fitz brought that up in the chat today yeah, yeah. too. Good sell. Yeah, yeah, like because they could say, like, hey guys, like we'll pick it up, we'll we'll do half the money, a big chunk of the money, whatever it is, we'll pick it up for you automatically, or like some version of that. But like you know, make the return better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. could be a possible. That could possibly no. I mean, the that's a... return. And the Dodgers are the Dodgers need a shortstop. No. That's a fair point, but I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I, the White Sox have already kind of indicated, with the guys they're willing to trade, by all reports, are expiring deals, which indicates that they're trying to contend next season. And if you are, you're not going to find a better shortstop for cheaper than $14 million on the open market. And Montgomery's not ready to come up next year. Even if he was, it'd be unfair to ask him to take over that starting shortstop role. I think if they're serious about trying to contend again next year, which it sounds like they are, there's no shot they move off that $14 million option. I, so I really feel like we're in a situation now where you can make good points for either side because both of you just did. I mean, Mitch is with the, you know, they're trying to win next year, 14 mil. 
you, let's just call it what it is. TA's basically punted this season. And I know yeah. since the All-Star break, he's playing a little bit more vintage TA. I, I share with you guys his number since the break. I mean, it's only been two series, but still – He's hitting the ball, and even at, like watching the White Sox-Mets game on Wednesday night, even his foul balls and his lineouts to right field, they're coming in hot. It's no more like – yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. believe that he's forgotten how to hit a baseball. Like, honestly, I think it is all that mental stuff and the side distractions that have been going on with him and his baby mom. Like, it's that's a real factor. And so I think at this point – it's also very hard to adjust midseason – so, you know, when you're trying, when you're struggling midseason, you got all that side stuff going on. It's very confident he can lose pretty quick. And I think he just needs a reset during the offseason. And I think you'll see the TA you're used to start next year once he can make some adjustments, come in fresh with a clean slate. I agree. And I also think that as much as we've said it for him this year, next year is the money year, man. Yeah. If you want to get Motivated. that Dansby Swanson check, if you want to get that Trey Turner check, which I don't think – he will unless he wins MVP next year. Uh, you have to come out and have an amazing season next year. So if you can get like prime top tier TA for 14 mil, that's an absolute fucking steal. Yeah, so he's basically yeah. he's basically put himself. This is like a similar situation for you know what White Sox fans were talking about last year with Giolito. Giolito was bad last year, but you knew he was gonna. He had one more year left before free agency. He had to, you know, come back out, reestablish his value, which he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically what you're hoping for TA. Because, yeah, as much as I've said, like, uh, as much as I think the chances have gone a little up, not that much higher of TA not being with the White Sox, I still do think the obvious choice is to bring him back and then just to hope for that he bounces back. <laughs> and that all that, like, four, because, again, it's four straight seasons that he was good. He was a good hitter. Great hitter. And then yeah, all of a I mean, sudden, for you know the past what like ten calendar, ten baseball months, he's been god off. Well, see, and on the flip side of that though, too, you've got to think about it this way: if if by chance the White Sox are evaluating the franchise and where they're at, and they realize that maybe perhaps next year isn't super competitive as they'd like it to be, without making some major overhauls, you could also look to again, uh, if you got Montgomery, that's a year or two away, possibly or another shortstop opportunity. I mean, you've got guys that are going to be coming in that are like roughly worth a little bit less than 14 million, uh, like a Brandon Crawford, who's going to be a free agent or, uh, you know, like just some of those guys, some of those names that are kind of like at least How old um, is Brandon Crawford, 36. Uh, so yeah. he's got like a year or two left. Um, and Whoa. so if you're, that gives me Jimmy Rollins, 26. Yeah. This is how you're going to know. Crawford's if the Sox are been solid, though. He is. And, but if the Sox are going for it, Obviously, you want to have as much talent. You don't let if you're if you're serious about winning baseball games. You don't let talent go. You keep yep. the talent. You don't let talent walk. You don't trade talent away. You mm-hmm. simply just ride the waves of a rough season and you restart and clear it up and start over next season. Fire sales are for loser mentality teams, um, and that's a, we'll talk about it. I'm sure later with the Cubs stuff too. That's the Pittsburgh Pirate mentality. That's it's weak dick, small market, loser thought. And teams that, you know, are, you know, so if you, if you are in contention, if you actually want to make your fan base believe you're in it, you're going to keep to Anderson. But if you're not, and you looked at the writing on the wall and you think that the writing says that hey, maybe you're a couple years away again, you're going to look for a cheaper stopgap and you're going to get what you can for Tim Anderson. You have to, and you might use that additional year of control to help kind of bolster what kind of trade package you get back. Now, again, I, I'm not, we don't know what's going on in that clubhouse. We don't know if there's been some issues, you know, personality wise, we don't know. 
Um, but this has been a really rough season for Tim Anderson. And, and you know, White Sox fans are going to be pretty forgiving. You perform, they forgive you. They don't care eventually. I think Clevenger would have been accepted even if he had been like, you know, Cy Young out there. So you've got to have that. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at, look at Aroldis Chapman getting cheered in what? Well, it's Texas, I guess, right? No, yeah. oh. Domingo Herman. I mean, but in the end, you, you've got to look at this. It'll be the, the White Sox will be telling no, the I mean, fans what they think uh, by what they do with Tim Anderson. That's Giolito. I think they can find another arm and they should get something for him if they're not going to contend. But I think with I, Tim Anderson, that's like the bell, the bellwether right there. Yeah, um, I've pretty much chalked up Lucas Giolito's getting traded. It's, to me, it's not a if, it's, it's, a, it's a who. Yeah. Were the Reds kicking the tires too? I heard. Yes. I thought I read the Reds. Yeah, the Reds. Reds and the Dodgers have been the forefront. Um, and Tampa, Tampa, right? There's a Tampa? lot of teams in there. No, Tampa's Lance Lynn, in which I was just. Oh, like, Lance Lynn, that's right. So the other big thing is that Tampa, looking for a veteran well, arm. Tampa's having a really rough, kind of what is it? All of July. I yeah, July. I think they're like three, three yeah, and they've eleven. They down a lot. They need a, a veteran yeah, pitcher, a guy like. Yeah, sorry, Mitch. You're on like a five minute delay <laughs> <laughs> hold your hand up count to three and we'll pause for you uh, my bad no am, I, am i still there on delay right now say yes when no. you hear this um no i was yeah <laughs> well, that's like a second and a half yeah that that's seriously like 30 seconds <laughs> will you hold up today's newspaper for proof of life <laughs> mitch has entered the twilight zone all right um, i am i'm going to be back in like five minutes I have a point about Luke. I love when he does that. All right, we'll get back yep. to Mitch in like five <laughs> minutes. Good talk. We'll see you out there, bud. Um, <laughs> Aldo, did you boot him or did you boot yeah, him? Yeah, Aldo beat me to it. I was literally yeah, helping him. It, it was literally uh, every other word. Give him uh, one of these. So what I was saying about Lance Lynn, though, it's a very, very good fit. The problem is it's a very, very good fit with a team that everyone – it's like rule number one yeah. – of being a baseball fan, you don't trade with Tampa Bay. Everybody that trades with Tampa Bay gets absolutely torched in the deal. Just there's there's no way around it. I mean, every time it's insane. Like if you look at their history of deals, like I think they someone pointed out they lost like one deal in the last ten years. I mean, it's it's absolutely goofy. Luke, I see in the comments, put your trade in with the Diamondbacks again in the comments because I liked oh. it. Luke, last um, night I was watching TikToks. It was like ASMR. It was battered, deep fried, uncrustables. And it was like, it was fantastic. They, they had a syrup they made to drizzle. On. Oh, man. I was like, whoa. But, Poor man. Uh, going it. back to the Giolito and the Dodgers trade that uh, that Josh put together. And again, that's just, you know, hypothetical going off oh, the, yeah. trying to come up with something that somewhat realistic. But it goes back to, like, again, we said, the number nine and the number 15th ranked prospect for the Dodgers in a good system. They're like a top three. Oh, yeah. system. Dodgers, so like the Dodgers number nine prospect for them is like, you know, maybe yeah. like the number five for a different team. But I don't think you're going to get like a Michael Bush. You're not going to get like a team's top catching. No. Prospect. And then, and I, I don't get why I don't get why once, fans oh, yeah. are so focused. I know that you guys need a catcher. But I said it last yeah, week. They gotta get go, off that. For, go for the best player. And right. you guys need pitching. You get, got, get off of that. Every team yeah. always needs pitching. Get good pitchers. Yes, definitely need to get off of the it's a catcher or nothing mindset. Because yeah. that's bad. That's a that's like and going into a draft. You limit like, yourself. There's no yeah. reason to do that. Yeah. The good teams always draft 
best talent on the board when available. 100%. And, well, and then they have to play that game of the, the, the slot stuff, too, where you've got to, like, save some slots if you're going to go after, like, a high school right. kid to go over slot. So they play some of those games, too. The Cubs are obviously – you know, yep. that's the other thing. Socks need to be going. And I think that, you know, like with the, we didn't we talk much last week, but even the kid they signed, that you know, they just signed what yesterday or today is yesterday, their, their first round pick. They went with a good athlete. They went with a kid that a lot of people thought very highly of as just an overall freak show. And you got to draft freak shows. And let's be honest, it does worry me a little bit about uh, their development system, but the White Sox can, yep. you've got to be able to develop something for God's so, sake like, sooner or later. A little curveball. And I'm not saying this. I have no rhyme or reason. We're at the point where I'm just throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks. But it kind of makes sense. What if with the Giolito trade, they sprinkle in I don't know a Gavin Sheets or a Jake Berger? Maybe this Jake Berger's. Where's those? Did that, did that Jake Berger thing come from? Just a random account? What was that about? I I all oh, that I don't know. I people. Yeah. Every asshole, myself included, <laughs> can get a blue check mark now. So you can't, no longer can you just look at it. And well, go, I was going to oh, say, the food accounts are out, but these other random accounts yeah. are back in. But in all honesty, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sell high, correct? Yes. J- there's no selling higher on Jake Berger than right now. And, That's true. And for the, fi- I think I honestly say this every time we talk about this, I'm a huge Jake Berger fan. Love his story. Love everything he's overcome. His wife is awesome on Twitter with the whole baby gets to watch all his home runs type shit. Like, it's great. I love Jake Berger. Want him on the White Sox. But if you throw Lucas Giolito with Jake Berger to the Dodgers, now we can start talking about, you know, some of these guys maybe in the the top 10 of their system. You know what I mean? Like a, a Gavin Stone or... I don't know. I don't think they're getting Dalton rushing. I know we just said get off the catcher thing, but the Dodgers do have two catchers in their top five. Mm-hmm. So but I even, mean, even with Berger, I don't think that would move the needle. I think it would have to be like a guy like Vaughn, who has. Not, I don't think they're going to trade Vaughn. I feel like they got. Yeah, he's an untouchable. Yeah, they got a they got a weird boner for Vaughn. I don't think he's going anywhere. But and then the other thing is Joel just said in the the comments, and I've seen a couple other people say in the comments. The White Sox got bullpen pieces they can move. Oh, guaranteed. Aaron Bummer is going to be like a stud all-star uh, real setup man when he gets yeah. traded somewhere. When they trade Lance Lynn and Aaron Bummer to the Rays. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, Jake Diekman already has been like 10 times better with the Rays. You know, you know they're just going to tweak one little thing with Lance, Lynn's, uh, with Lance Lynn. Yep. And, you know, his he already is on a great streak of like striking out everybody. It's just gonna get even better, and everyone is gonna be like, "What the fuck? Why? No, why didn't? Why didn't this happen?" Without- Ryan in the comments brings up a pretty fair point. He says, "I'm keeping Burger and getting rid of Mancata. Dodgers would turn Burger into a top five MVP candidate, <laughs> which I don't doubt that either. But I don't know what the market looks like for Mancata because that's uh. All right, I'm back, assholes. Hey, <laughs> did you like do like a hundred yard dash to your desk? We're glowing again, Mitch. We're glowing. I know. We're, well, we're it's glowing. hot outside. Well, he has the AC off. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did a 100-yard dash, so. Yeah. We got to get people subscribed to the show so we can get tipped, so we can start a Mitch Gets AC Foundation. Or at um, least a towel, for God's sakes. And not the sticky <laughs> towel next to your bed. Um, yeah. I don't know. We can do like a thermometer and like, you know, when, yeah. when every point is like we, we get like an hour of AC for Mitch. 
would you guys but going back to this though and i guess mitch since you just coming in um if you had to pick one moving forward and the other one's going to get traded in a package with like a giolito or a lynn or anything package are you keeping burger or mancata yeah, it's not as easy as it would. It's not as easy as it was. How insane. I, I, keep burger. I think I, I think might keep Burger, too. Drives defensively, where I'll at least give him the chance, because he's at least producing. Like, Mankata, he can't stay healthy. We haven't had – I no, I'm keeping Burger. Maybe it's recency bias. Yeah, I mean, I just – I really like Jake Burger, and Mankata has become kind of easy not to. Like I guess I don't. It's it's the I injuries. Defender too, but like if you can't yeah. see the field, then like. And I mean, the funny thing is, we're talking about who's healthier out of the two, and the guy that's blown out both tires <laughs> is healthier than Yohan Mankata, <laughs> yeah. which is wild to me. And I don't know. Maybe it changes. Maybe if you get Yohan out of Northwest Indiana, <laughs> he might turn around and do a little something. But I was gonna say, in terms of tra- what's again, Mankata's contract speaking? look like. Yeah, I was going to say, because he's been injured so much and because ever since 2020 he's been bad, that kind of drives your value in a trade, including him down. Because the team's like, all right, we'll take the contract, but like this is a bad contract now. So he's so talented, though. If he went to a team, especially like the Rays, like I know Fid's like talking about how bad the White Sox development is, and it's true. I feel like if he was in another organization, they could get a lot out of him. Talent's there. Even in his bad seasons, like, Last year wasn't great, but he got on base a lot. Or maybe it was 20, 2021 wasn't great, but he got on base a ton. He was putting together good at bats. Like, you know, that, and his defense is gold glove caliber. I think he gets it. So, Mankata's getting $17.8 million this year. He's getting twenty four point eight next year. Oof. He has a club option in 2025 for $25 million. So, he's and out then, after 24. And then, well, and then he's, yeah, and then he's a, uh, Unrestricted free agent in 26. Oh, my God. So if they were going to move Moncada, they're going to have to eat a ton of shit. Cause... I think that, I think they're kind of in the same in the same situation with T.A., though, where, like, obviously he's here next year no matter what, and you hope that he bounces back because, one, it will help your team, but, two, if you're not competing, at least he regains trade value because, damn, is those are some big in... numbers. <laughs> Am I making things up in my head? Is Johan in uh, Charlotte right now? I think he is. Yes. 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 He's rehabbing. Okay. Because right. they were making fun of him on the post game show because he smiled after getting a hit. So I was like, oh, look, some good news. He's oh, smiling. Jesus. And then, I mean, so I've seen Lance Lynn to a couple. Po- so basically, there's like five teams that are looking for someone to fill a rotation spot. And these teams all have like playoff bound. Like you're talking about the Dodgers, the Rays. The Reds from the clouds. Um, Baltimore, but Baltimore picked up that dude from Oakland today. Relief pitcher, though. Yeah, oh, true. Relief pitcher. Um, I, I know there was one more. Uh, the Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks. Oh, Luke, sorry. I asked you to put your trade in here, and then I just glossed right over it. My bad, dude. Hold on. I'll find it. Uh, here you go. Did <laughs> you, you get an one. Cease Graveman for Jordan Lawler and Brandon Fat. I don't know. I gotta go to school on these guys. But that's the thing. I think Jordan Lawler's like the, Jordan think, Lawler is their top prospect. Yeah, you're not. I actually okay. No, I I misread that. With C's included, yes, maybe, maybe. 
No. So what Luke here is proposing yes. is Cease engravement for Jordan Lawler, yes. who's a shortstop, who is also Arizona's number one prospect over Drew Jones and branded flat, who <laughs> is a righty who happens to be their number. So you're getting their number one and number three prospect for Dylan Cease engravement. it depends on you need to get uh, that's the thing i did write about this recently and i said again temper expectations but if you get a couple teams in the same division to bidding go war. in a bidding war which yeah. diamondbacks and dodgers they're going back and forth right now in the nl west yeah. and i i saw this the other day remember back in 2017 cubs obviously huge trade white Sox got eloy got c's Cubs got Quintana. Why? Why was that trade like so huge? Because of the options, the the cheap mm-hmm. deal on Quintana. So you know, Cease does have next year, so that is a plus there. He's still mm-hmm. young, yep. coming off runner up to Cy Young. Yep. So it could, it could those you know, like, it, the Giolito trade. Some of those are getting a little out of whack. But when you, when you start talking about Cease, like it does get more interesting. No, I, just, I, I, I agree. You're going to have a hard time trading a guy having the kind of season that Cease has had, though, in the middle of that season. That's the right now. There's no guarantee that the, the, the team is getting him is going to get last year's Dylan Cease and not. He's been better. He's yeah. been better, but he's not been. Oh, he hasn't it, been last it's year. Like, yeah, it, it's like bringing in a car that you had at the beginning of the season that's gorgeous, perfect, and it's got some scratches on it now. There's some dings. You backed into the bush a little bit too hot, and you got a couple scratches back there, and you know you opened your door at the drive-thru accidentally, and you got a little ding. Maybe you backed out and kind of cracked your wind, you know, your rearview mirror a little bit. Still not bad. It's fixable, but it's going to take some of the uh, – the price is going to come down a little bit just as a result of that. You, you have to. It has to. Maybe. Uh... I still think teams are overlooking that, though, just because, one, there's not a whole lot of sellers. And, like, going to Aldo's point, too, with, like, the t- I think Lynn is a guy, like, as bad as he's been this year, like, his ERA stinks – but like the White Sox can milk a lot more value out of him than they usually would, especially if you look at the teams interested. Uh, was the Rangers and Rays and Rangers? Both, that was the yeah. fucking team. Rangers. Well, I'm and literally wearing their hat. Understand the fact that they're going to have to probably go through one or the other on the way to the playoffs. The two of the yep. better teams in baseball. You don't want the other guy to get them, so you're going to pay a little bit more, even for a guy like Lynn who has a six something ERA, and then see, see, you have a guy that's much better than Lynn. So I think I, I don't think that's going to. The, the current performance this year, I don't think, is going to ding the value. I think too. I think that, performance is going to take a have be a big factor because you need a guy that's going to perform if you're going to, you know. No, but Dylan, Dylan, C, I mean, again, Dylan sees. I think he had a rough what rough May, but I think since yeah. June he's been really damn good again. And, uh, the, the point I failed to make, bringing back to the Jose Quintana thing, was the Cubs were like bidding against the Brewers, right? And again, the Cubs were competing. The Brewers were like came out of nowhere that year, and they were in the division race. They were leading. Uh, at the, at the all-star break, like the, the brewers were, or yeah, not the, the, the brewers, not the Braves. The brewers were ready to trade for Jose Quintana too. Like they were in the mix. They yeah. could have, cause at the time they still had a pretty good farm system. They could have mm-hmm. easily put that together. Now that doesn't excuse Theo Epstein for what he did. No. <laughs> but that's just one of the things that going back to the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, but- you got two teams going for it. Competing the Diamondbacks, the younger team who's now on the way up, maybe they get aggressive, but again, tough because it has been a while since we've seen anyone do a, that type of trade that the Cubs right. did. It's and just been it just doesn't happen. The other thing that I can argue for Lance Lynn's value, oh, well, there's a couple things. So like a younger team like the Reds 
or the Rangers are even pretty young now, and you're getting a vet's vet. Like, you're getting a guy who's done everything in the league, he's done everything, and he's also vocal enough in a locker room where people are going to respect what he's bringing. And then on the field, you're getting an innings eater. You're getting a guy who is pretty animated. You know, we all love the nut grabbing and the slap dick bitch and all that shit he says on the mound. That's the type of thing though. You can inject into a young rotation and you could just make it strong. Absolutely. When he first got to the Sox, the entire pitching staff says like the same thing, like Evan Marshall, the reliever form, not a very animated guy on the mound. He was like, yeah, all of a sudden I started getting fired up on the mound because mm-hmm. I saw Lance Lynn did do it. Like the Lance Lynn effect, especially that first year he came here was real on the pitching staff without a doubt. And again, I do want to say this. So it's recorded. I know a lot of people are seeing the season Dane Dunning's having this year and they're like throwing their hands up at that time. I make that trade 10 out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the White Sox Results biggest based. mistake, their biggest mistake was not trading for Lance Lynn in 2020. Right. Like, because that's when, that's, that's when, uh, yeah, when Ricky Renteria was like, hey guys, we need starting pitching help. Yeah, we don't help. have the guys. <laughs> Give yeah. me a fucking starting pitcher. Lance Lynn was right there. Yeah. And as they soon as they lost into the that series, you knew, like, oh boy, we're, we're in yep. trouble. They, they definitely needed another starter. Because the lineup was good enough, I think, to get to the World Series. They just didn't have a starting pitching. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, that, that game against Oakland when it was a bullpen game in the fucking playoffs was... Yep. <sighs> but that's where I think Lance's value comes in. I Unfortunately, I'm putting Lance at like 80-20. He gets traded, too. I just, I don't know. I, I see it. Can I say one thing? This would have been a really good point earlier. I realize it's going back to Lucas Giolito, but the car was, you know, I was glitching. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, super delayed. I see. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I promise this was relevant when I was trying to say it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like, said it 40 Giolito. minutes ago. <laughs> and it goes back to your point, with, like people saying, just because we're like, we want to frame doesn't mean like, you can't like, I saw a lot of people last night and I know it's fans and you can criticize players. Like, that's fine. There's a lot of people dog in lucas giolito like oh he's like ruining his like trade value it's like no he's not like lucas can get a pass for one bad start like i don't think people realize how good he's been this year 20 starts he's had two where he's given up more than four runs that's pretty damn good and this is despite the fact he's dealing with all these trade rumors we saw wilson Contreras last year how did he play when trade rumors started coming up like it 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 bothers you especially when you're the hottest commodity trade-wise Probably not only on the White Sox, arguably in the MLB, his name pops up in every trade rumor article you're going to hear. And oh, by the way, he also just publicly announced he, he got over a divorce of his wife for three years. So like he's got a little bit going on on the side, makes it a little bit hard to pitch, cut him a little slack for one bad start against the Mets. Like some of these fans, I swear to God, after it's it's very frustrating the amount of meatheads you see on Twitter. I, like, yeah. I mean, Any chance? Just, get him, Mitch. Get him. Yeah, that's just welcome to Twitter. That's like if you tweeted that, I would just reply with a welcome to the internet gif <laughs> because <laughs> that's just what it is, dude. And uh, where do you put the little, odds of, of little, okay. oh, cool. go ahead? I was saying, what, what do you put the odds of Yasmani? Yas going somewhere with his uh, not with that contract, he's well, going to the tough. bank. He's, that's he's where he's done. going. It's a he's a he's a free agent after this. I season. I thought he had one more year. No, no, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's the problem is he's 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 still making like another eight million for the next. Two and months. he's a catcher. Catchers usually don't. And he's a he's a catcher who can't really catch every day now. Yeah, yep. he's not really I mean, hitting. He would bolster some defense for a team that's needing some depth going he's on the run. 
brutal defensively. Yeah, no, he's been brutal. <laughs> That's brutal. a guy whose this season value yeah. does yeah. matter because he's getting older, and as he's getting older, he's lost any athleticism that he had. Eighteen point two value uh, or tax salary, three point three market value now. Million. Yeah. It's sad, although though, like this is the most athletic he's looked in two years. Like, pass balls galore, past everything, just. He's you guys. Not, I'm telling you, you guys should have done that Grandall for magical yep. trade in the offseason. No, I thought you were gonna say something smart. No, that was that no. was so smart. Ass, no, uh, I do want to update everybody under the official I White Sox uh, Twitter account. They tweeted out the final score. First, probably 10 replies are just pictures of the bell of shame. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And that's the thing, they made it so easy. Like, you can take the video of them ringing it and like you can yeah. just crop out the very top that has and that's the, what everybody did. That's, yeah. Although, I'm not fucking around, that's yeah. what everybody did. Uh, so, yeah. thank, I mean, thanks, White Sox. Good, I think he has a tough sell. Uh, I was thinking about you today, Mitch, because it was kind of rough to see uh, Carlos getting the start behind the dish with Yaz at DH. Taking over for Seb? No. Yeah. Seb had a pretty bad game. No, it was warranted. As a Seb defender, that Mets performance was pitiful. His last at-bat, like, it didn't even look like he was no, insane. He, he didn't want to be there. That pit- oh, my God. It looked like he was swinging a wet sporting news up there. Jesus Christ. God, there's so much season left for these guys to be tapping out. I know. And Emotionally. Like so much more baseball. Hey, they, they saw back. So it was 11 bad. to 10. Yeah. And then they yeah, and he had two critical at bats and he wasn't even in the vicinity of the ball. I'll tell you one guy who hasn't checked out. It's Luis Robert fucking Jr., baby. Yep. yep. As Drew points out in the comments. I trade value for Houston. <clears throat> as Drew points out in the comments, uh, Luis Robert has 28 home runs and 57 RBIs. What's the? Oh, yeah, nobody gets that. Yeah, that is horrible. Do you know why? Because well, like no after, one gets on base. After, yeah, because Andrew Benintendi, who shout out to Andrew Benintendi, who is great with runners in scoring position. I think he's hitting like three forty. Yeah, but he's got a bad lead off now because TA's cheeks. Yeah, because TA has hit yeah. like two thirty for three months. No yeah. one's on base ever. I think what was the. There was like the stats to say combat. Remember, everybody was complaining about rightfully so. The 2022 White Sox offense was horseshit. It's been worse this year. Yeah. The on base percentage, I think you guys are like bottom three. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the same story every year. Even when the White Sox were doing, when they won the division in 2021, that was still an issue. Yep. It's like, well, just not, not a guy, not a lot of guys get on base. Well, actually, it was the in 20 when they were better in 2021, they had they hit for a high average. They actually did get on base. The problem was they didn't hit many home runs. Okay. Now they're starting to hit home runs, but no one's getting no on one's base. Here's uh, <laughs> speaking of tapping out, here's an interesting stat sent to me by a good friend of the show, Drew, uh, via at Jay Cutta. On June 9th, the White Sox cut the division deficit to three and a half games back. Since then, they are tied with the A's for the 28th best record in the league, <laughs> and they're about to be a season worse, nine and a half games back. Brutal. I mean, it's just. No, this was the benchmark. <laughs> like, this nine game stretch ending in, with uh, the Twins was going to be yeah. I think, a deciding fact. Like, the last, last chance to show, hey, we can make them run. Like, it's over. Like, you're yeah. 10 back now. It doesn't even matter. What if they sweep the Twins? Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very White Sox to go into Atlanta, the, the best team in baseball, in my opinion, by no, no, far. So what was crazy and, about that is after the first game, where they really did look like they just quit, 
Yeah. Like it was 9-0. Kopik got two outs. He couldn't. He only had one bad pitch, though. Remember that, guys. Yep. He wanted to make that very clear. Only one bad pitch. Yep. Dallas um, They look completely dead, and then they come out the next two days slapping the Braves around. Yep. And I'll tell you, even on Wednesday night tonight, they came out against Verlander swinging at everyone swung at the first pitch. And they were on them. It was just the BAPIP was terrible, but they were hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. And then five runs later, it was like, what the fuck? And then Luis Robert hit his standard solo home run in the fucking seventh. This was, and... this was, this was Chuki's first bad outing. Yeah. It was great until today. Yeah. But very, very White Sox to take a series in Atlanta and then go to a struggling Mets team and just get slapped around. That, I mean, the Mets and the White Sox, though, they're, I know, I know other Spider Man mean. Yeah, Spider-Man and they're just mean, the same yeah. team. <laughs> well, like, it, it felt like, and you don't want to say this about baseball because there is 162 games, but like that game very much last night felt like the season because you knew it was Verlander versus Tukey today. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially if you want to win that series, and like I said, because this is the big nine game stretch where you got to try and prove your contenders. Felt like that was the one they needed to have. And I think that's why they showed so much fight, because I think they knew it too. Yep. That's why also they kind of laid a dud today. Yes. Yeah, it, it was pretty brutal. I mean, I know we've brought it up a bunch of times, but I'm going to reiterate it because it's becoming stronger and stronger. There's like four guys on the Sox team that I would consider untouchable. The rest of them can go. Did you have the same four that John Heyman reported? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it that same list? That was I, would say, Robert, Eloy, I would say Eloy and Cease. Cease? Was it Cease? Yeah. I'm good with that for. Yeah. And maybe I wouldn't put Eloy as in touch. He's hurt again. Yeah, I wouldn't put Eloy as untouchable. I I wouldn't put Vaughn as an untouchable. untouchable. I don't put anybody as untouchable. I mean, honestly, you should if someone's kicked the tires, nobody should be off the table. If it's a deal that's good for the no, you don't say you you have Eloy is a one year left too. So (laughs) I guess he wouldn't be untouchable if the right deal. Some team comes in though and they know that Luis Robert is a freak and they're like they're willing to give up like but you're you're hoping to get someone yeah. in that return that develops into what Luis Robert is right now. So that's or, why I would consider you, you got to split the difference sometimes too. Maybe you have guys that are as ninety percent as successful to get you know. So you have two guys at ninety percent of Luis Robert's production compared to one hundred percent of his. You're getting roughly two to one on yeah. that. Like it really just depends. It really depends. But you'd have to. I mean, you understand kind of the block. It's it's going to be yeah. a very big deal if he gets traded because it's it would be the blockbuster because I don't think Shohei's going to get traded. It would be yep. the biggest trade of the offseason because it would be a massive haul. A massive. Matt, well, but it's not worth Luis's, it. Luis's contract is extremely team-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I regard, and that's the, but that's also part of the reason why I would say besides the weird boner they have for him, Andrew Vaughn has a pretty team-friendly contract too. Yeah, I think he's just still under... The regular arb arbitration yeah. system so far. I don't think he he's the only guy who didn't get like an extension, right? I don't think he got the big money. He's a free no. agent not till twenty twenty eight. My God. No, Andrew Vaughn. Right. Yeah. No, I mean uh, he's also not been nearly as bad as people make him out. Oh, uh, but when you're when you're, I mean, he's been an above average major league hitter. I, I, I mean, can't. I don't know. I mean, they're not I, all superstars. Driving in runs. It's just. Which the RBI people always like try. Oh, the RBI doesn't mean like it does mean something. Like hitting with guys on is definitely a skill. That's the whole goal of the game is to drive in runs. Yeah, I want a guy that has a lot of RBIs. <laughs> people that are like, oh, the RBI doesn't matter. It's about people in base. Like, no, it does. That's a skill. It matters, but you also – it matters in a sense and you need to kind of look at it differently. Like, If leadoff guy, I don't give a shit about your RBI. Yeah, if you give me a – like, I, I guess instead of RBIs, I'd be more interested in like batting average with runners in scoring position. 
Well, that's and that's a, again. The, I mean, it's, it's, I know it's, it's picky, but stat. people are going to use whatever stat like crafts their bias, right? I know that there's a dude um, on on White Sox Twitter who's like, yes, it's nonstop about Andrew Vaughn being overrated. And every time someone challenges Shout him, penals. And uh, you can say, why are you so afraid to say people's names? <laughs> Kevin, why are you so just? You I, insult I don't want to insult. I'm not here to insult you. I I, I turned over You're, a new leaf. You right? brought him uh, up for a reason. I mean, now senior socks and I are best friends. We write each other love notes and whatnot. So I'm not gonna. We're not gonna beef the, out the here. The problem, uh, like the problem with Andrew Vaughn, is just like he he's completely fine. Yeah, that's just the thing, though. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's people thought, and again, it goes back to expectations. Nick Madrigal. Number four pick, Andrew Vaughn. What was one? Number, Number three, three pick. Three. Yeah. Like you're you're a you're a first baseman where traditionally MLB since the beginning of time of the sport, MLB, you're gonna be one of the best sluggers on your team. You're gonna put up monster numbers. Andrew Vaughn's just fine. He's not bad. He's fine. He's, he's fine. He's slugging four twenty. He's just not good. He's just he's fine. He has a one hundred four. He has a one hundred four WRC plus. He's fine. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay, but it's not good. If he was drafted in the second round, oh yeah, it'd be like, hey, great value. Got got a yeah. solid well, MLB hitter. That's the ding dong mindset of people not understanding how different baseball drafts are versus all the other pro sports. Mm-hmm. Baseball right, so drafts, draft. You draft the dude in the first round. It's an absolute home run if the guy becomes a player that plays every day at the major league level, superstar or not, a consistent at least average to a little bit above average major leaguer. That's an absolute freaking home run for any first round pick because baseball drafts are a, a whole set of lawn darts and some guys hit and some guys don't. You really, it's just not the same thing. You don't draft a guy that like, like in the NFL, you might draft a guy and he's a, he's a, a, a beast right out of the gate. And in, in, in the NBA, the guy's a beast out of the gate in major league baseball. It's a long process. And if you can get a guy in the first round that becomes a contributor at the major league level. That means at three drafts in a row, say that all three guys hit and they're all average or a little bit above average. You've got a very good, you know, 33% of your lineup. Plus then you've got stuff to spend. You've got guys you've already developed. It, it works, but it's the problem is everyone looks at first round pick third overall. And if they're not freaking Bryce Harper, for some reason, it's a fail. And it's not, it's an absolute not. If it, it, It's a successful pick. I'm not uh, out yeah. here. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm not out here saying he's untouchable. But out of all the things you could complain about on the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn right now is oh, not, yeah, he's like there's a lot of problems. <laughs> he's not one of them right now. I haven't looked at this before because I really just never needed to. Jake Berger's making 720k this year. Well, yeah, he's on a league minimum. Yeah. And he has like no service time. I think he's still like a, technically his rookie season, kind of. Yeah, he's pre-arb next year, pre-arb in 25, and he's arb one in 26. Yeah. The most he's gotten in a season was his $3.7 million signing bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause he, he came up what briefly in 21 and then 22 again. Yep. He's, he barely had any service time heading into the season. Yeah. So, wow. I didn't realize he was that. Yeah. He's, he's on the, that, that 720. That's the league minimum. Yep. League minimum to be on a roster. Yeah. His service time right now is 0.127. Yeah. There you go. Not even. Yeah. That's crazy. Value. Trade him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. But Fizz, I definitely agree with you, though. I mean, you can go I mean, through this league. Hit. You want them to be great, right? Right. But if they get the job, if they if they do the job, it's a win. It's just right. not a resounding, holy smoke show. Like, you know, it's not, it's, a, again, it's not a, it's not a Brett Beatty. It's not a, it's Corbin Carroll. It's not a, you know, those type of guys. Yes. But it, those guys hit. It, it happened. 
but not all of them do. But as long as they're a consistent major league presence that play every day and are at least average to above average, you've got to tip yourself, pat yourself on the back that you got it better than most teams get. Because out of a first round pick, at a first round draft, look at how many guys pan out every draft. You know how many per draft, and you look, and it's not. It's 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 a, it's a game of failure there too. Well, I will say, I think we've talked about this on here before, but baseball more than all Yo, other Andrew sports. Andrew Bone has a negative WAR. Holy shit! Yeah, to fit that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that career or that season or this season? This season. Well, like, I know career, a career yeah. it, it went through the toilet with his outfield defensive. Well, prowess. right now he's at this season he's at negative zero point one. But like to Fizz's point, I think baseball out of all the major sports, the first round isn't a slam dunk as it is with everything else. And I, Mitch, were you watching cops? That's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like I was having problems getting cops to talk to me in interviews down here. So next time I went to Barber, he went a little short of the sides, but you know, high and tight. All of a sudden, first day with the haircut, former oh. Marine, police lieutenant, all of a sudden agreed to talk to me. So that's, absolutely, that's actually yeah. hilarious, to be honest with you. But I think with that train of thought, though, Fizz, I think it's a little bit different. Everyone now at the station just salutes me. Than it was in recent years with regards you know, really, to. You know, it really sucks. I'll say this, by the way, not to interrupt you, but the 2019 draft was actually a freaking fantastic draft for guys that yep. panned out. Well, that yeah. makes it all except for the Cubs. The Cubs have zero guys that were drafted in 2019 that play Major League Baseball. But everyone else looks like they hit. I mean, you got Rushman, Witt, Vaughn, uh, CJ Abrams, um, Jung, Langoliers, who's pretty good, Manoa, who's figuring it out, Beatty, Bryson Stott, uh, our guy, Corbin Carroll. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of players that kind of panned out there uh, mm-hmm. for that early part of it. That probably makes it worse. It's kind of like Mitch Trubisky. If Mitch Trubisky wasn't drafted and they didn't pass that, on, that terrible. Mitch Trubisky, it's like, don't, stop, no, no. If I'm saying, try to like Mitch Trubisky. Up for a second, and then no, do you shut up? Stop I'm the this. Scrutiny, the scrutiny for Mitchell Trubisky wouldn't have been as heavy if it wasn't be a draft where they passed on two other quarterbacks that and people up for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it created an additional amount of. Anger, and so that makes it harder on these players. I didn't say Mitchell Trubisky was good. I'm just saying that the the scrutiny that came with it. He was booed before he played a single down, and we knew he was not good. He was booed in a Bulls game because he wasn't Mahomes. That's a little different, though. Like, not to go too far. The Bulls game shit was. But like, but it made it worse. It made it worse if those guys produced. Everyone made it look like a big kill. Going to be good. It was not of college, and Trubisky was like not. He was terrible in college. He won six games his final year. There's a reason he didn't start till this was fucking trash. Actually, that was a perfect analogy. That was like the that, that was so you guys are missing I, the exact point of what I'm trying to make is the fact that the scrutiny was tighter because it made it harder because there were two giants in the port of the story that they passed on like, to get there. So it made said, it even I mean, worse. Ter- it's terrible. NFL MLB drafts, they, like we just said, it's different. You, NFL, you expect if you're a first round pick, you better be the 2020 draft. No, 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 NFL. NFL's. I don't see a 2020 player playing at the major league level drafted in 2020 in the first round. If I was terrible drafting at Howard, what was like? I think with the well, like, yeah, kind of what you're going it's hard to compare the two because the MLB so much because there's so many guys with different circumstances playing in high school, playing in different conferences in college. It's a lot harder to evaluate Mm -hmm. exactly as it is good football players. So it's a lot easier to whiff on a first round pick. Like, I'm not so what I've been trying to say for the last 15 minutes. (laughs) Is so, Aldo, how about that? 
as the seasons have gone on now and these kids start being in showcases in fucking sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I feel like teams have more information now about MLB players where we are going to see more kids that are taken in the first round, the first half of the first round, or even just in the first round alone, hitting more often than not. I just think the amount of fucking shit these kids have to go through to get there mm-hmm. is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see any superstars from the 2018 draft either as I'm going through their first round. Maybe Jonathan India. Well, he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. Um, so that's, 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 M- maybe I'm, MLV vote getter, Nico yeah. Horner. I mean, Nico's down there. He's uh, he was a first, but he's again, he's right now kind of an average major leaguer. He's below Nick 100 war, 100 uh, Although, Yo. do you remember when we did the show? I think these two were off that night or something, where we <laughs> tweeted out, uh, "Would you trade Moncada for Jonathan India?" And we got fucking ridiculed. Oh, we got we got hammered, hammered for it. You're like, don't know ball, troll yep. question. What is yep. this? Delete this. Yep. Delete your account. First round. <laughs> Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure people would have liked that trade really nice right now. Because you'd have I India mean, playing second and then Burger's your third baseman. What the what thing about the White Sox this season is like obviously TA has been like the number one uh, blame guy bl- getting blamed on. But like Yuan Mankata is really under the radar here as a guy who just he Does was he the even other have star. a WRC plus? Has he played enough? <laughs> Like he was supposed to be your other star, and he just yeah. I was he, very hopeful for him this season. Started off so promising. Oh, also yeah. has Remember a lower plus than World Paul. Baseball Classic. Yeah. yeah, he was great in the World Baseball Classic. He and then he like you rode that momentum. Everybody was like, "Oh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. World yeah. Baseball Classic. Who cares?" He was the he was best player fire. for Cuba in the World Baseball yeah. Classic. Yeah. His WRC plus right now is seventy-seven. He's a <laughs> 0.2 war. Ugh. His offensive war is negative 3.2. Not great. I mean, <laughs> and I'm and I said it last week, and I'm gonna say it again tonight. There are times where I just, just forget. Really forget about him. <laughs> like I I had to ask you guys, is he in Charlotte? Because I, I thought I saw that, but I just don't How know. How many games is he? I think Zach Remlard is getting close to catching up on games played. Uh Mankata's played in 38 games this season. Okay. He's still a little ways to go, so Makata one hundred percent is that guy. Still to me, and I can't unsee it now. Where if he swings at a horrible pitch and misses, or chokes in a big, uh, like a important situation, he always winces or bends over. He's that kid on the team. Everybody knows that kid I'm talking about Coach, right I now. Broke my arm, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, like about that a couple weeks ago. If you get dogged or you do something bad, all of a sudden, oh man, my knee hurts or my leg hurts. I kind of get that vibe off Makata. Makata played more games and had a higher war in the WBC than his 2023 season. Oh, (laughs) Oh, jeez. And this, I will. I mean, Tupac's killer makes a very good point here. That by the way, good luck. Great job avoiding uh, the house raid. Yesterday, yes. I didn't even realize you were here in Vegas. Uh, very elusive, Jordan. Very well elusive. For those of you who don't um, know, yesterday they uh, um, kicked open the door of a house here in Vegas, uh, looking for problem. something involving Tupac's murder. Yeah, yeah, that apparently Jordan. is back going on. But I do think, and I mean, we'll never know. We can argue this till we're blue in the face, but the the bottom line is, no one knows. You can't. What if for the next hour we're not going to do that? But 
I do think it's kind of brutal that they made this kid, rushed him up to major leagues and made him play a position he's never played before. Yeah. The, him, like, I think it was more him having to learn the outfield. It's just like, what are you guys doing? And yeah. And it takes away the focus from other things. Yeah. Like if you just, yeah, like, well, yeah. And like his plate approach and everything, he's sitting out there, you know, shagging fly balls all practice, but and he doesn't even yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how many, how much, how many hacks did he miss out on having to go out and take reps at a different position? That's what I'm saying, dude, having to yeah. learn, he forfeited, I'd say, fifty to sixty percent of his reps in development to get to that point because they needed to overdevelop him to learn a new position. So he got even probably less offensive work. Yes, by, by more than half I, I, in a regular development. I wholeheartedly That's, agree. What's his WRC plus at? Did you say it already? He's fine. I mean, again, I don't, I'm not in any rush to trade him. I don't understand. Well, I do understand where it's coming from. But the other thing with the White Sox, though, is Talkman. Give me a, just give me a name out of the bullpen. If you want him, make me an offer. Ah, dang it. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anyone, they're not going to trade Liam Hendricks, but I don't think there's anyone in that bullpen that you would consider untouchable. Tukey. I mean, too, you get oh, well. That, that I was gonna say, you guys need some pitchers to just like be in games, like right. just to physically get through games. Yeah, you guys right. have no Brian Shaw. Why is he pitching for you guys? Well, we picked I, him up in the offseason. I didn't realize because he didn't make the team, so I was like, well, he's 58 really. years old. Yeah, like I don't know what's going on. It's just it's gonna be very interesting. We had a season where he threw 80 games. With Shout out though, they loved him in Cleveland. For everybody, I was gonna say, I'm sure people tuning into this baseball podcast have been playing Immaculate, the Immaculate Grid. Yes, Brian Shaw could now be a solid, uh, rare answer for White Sox. For some reason, uh, Cleveland I, keep, I forgot how many teams Gordon Beckham has played for. Yes, there's always guys where you're like, wait, what? When did that yeah. happen? Yeah, Paul Ossenmacher, or no, uh, Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer. Yeah, I'm pretty Edwin sure Jackson. I've used, I've used uh, Bartolo Cologne. Cologne, uh, yeah. Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton. Uh, Octavio <laughs> Dotel. Yep. But I got to say, I think I've used Gordon Beckham like two or three times. <laughs> like, I just, it's wild. I've used Gordon. I'm going to have to utilize him. Um, and then Josh in the comments says Santos can stay. I like Santos. I like Middleton. But again, you got to sell high. Oh, so Santos, what is, is he like? Uh, has he ever been up before? Has he ever been what? Up? Has he ever been up in the major? Like, is this his rookie season? I believe so. So, I was thinking because the Cubs are uh, our guy Greg Huss uh, tweeted out the that we're getting close to one year ago the Cubs trades that they made last year, and the Cubs were able to trade a couple of their relievers for some starting pitching prospects, one of which Ben Brown. If you're able oh. to do those types of trades, you should do that as soon as you get a call. Like if you get a starting pitching prospect yep. that is at least at double A, mm-hmm. you should consider getting as much value. Because we, Kevin, as we know, and I mean White Sox fans know it too, relief pitchers are so volatile from year to year. Oh, God, yes. Gregory Santos next year could just suck. And then it's like, well. That's what I'm saying. You got to sell high. Yeah. A guy like him or Middleton. I really think they would be wise to flip right now. Because yep. especially if you look at Middleton's track record, like, like you said, although yes. like, oh, his track, his history is not great. This is the first year he's really popped off. He mm-hmm. had a couple okay years pre-surgery in Anaheim, but. 
And even and, I know, I know that Cubs fans. I mean, even to next year, and hey, it, he turned out to be a pretty decent with the Tigers. But last year, the Cubs traded for they traded Chris Martin, relief pitcher, just like middle relief guy, to the Dodgers for Zach McKinstry. Uh, <laughs> for Zach McKinstry, just like Cubs were trying to look for any answer at third base or around the infield, they dumped him after a year because he just he was terrible during his time with the Cubs. But the White Sox should consider all these types of trades. Where, because what what has been the biggest complaint about the White Sox for the past, even when they were winning, they have no depth. They have no right. depth anywhere no on depth. the field except for DH and first base. But you guys, like anything that you can get that is of value for next season, whether it's it's to shore up depth that you can count on in the rotation in case of injury, because you know you're going to have injuries. In the field, because you know you're going to have injuries all over the field with this team, you should strike that now. Because again, like you said, 2023. I mean, they're about, if the Twins win Wednesday night, they're going to be ten games back. The yep. division, they're out. They're they're, out. they're done. They're, that like they're done. <laughs> so mm-hmm. flip anyone, flip anything that, and, I, and it sucks because how much do you trust the front office to evaluate other teams' talent? Which That's I mean, it. hey, they did good back seven years ago, <laughs> but let's see what they do this time around. And again, and I see some people, as although and everybody pointed out, relievers are such a year-to-year thing. Where if you get a guy like a Santos or a Milton that's having a hot year, you just yeah, that's your even that's guys your who are good for a couple years. Sign them for too. You could yes. like you, they veteran minimum. Like both Santos and Middleton were battling to make. The roster, they're paying him nothing. If you could flip him for any sort of prospect, right? You do it. And although I mistake, Santos pitched two games for the Giants last season. Okay, yeah, but but yeah, but I was just gonna say, like, because yeah. like teams are gonna look and be like, oh, he's a pre-arbitration guy. He's gonna be cheap, so like maybe they'll pony up something of value more than just a eighteen-year-old that's like hasn't even played in minor league yeah. baseball yet. As bad as the White Sox development is, you do have to give Ethan Katz some credit. I know he's another guy. He was on the he was on thin ice going into this year, so it is kind of good to see some of these players develop. And then I guess, sorry, Mitch, I didn't mean to take over your oh, point here, but that begs the point though: if they trade Giolito, is Katz gone after this year? <laughs> no, he knows the White Sox and the cushy job security he had. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. He could just, he could just look at homeboy that was there for three decades. Doing nothing, Don, dangerous Don. But <laughs> you would listen to him at some socks fest, and it sounded like he'd gone senile. They like ask a question for like Lucas, you live. Well, oh, let me interrupt there, Lucas. Oh, I'm gonna talk, and then he'd just yeah. be like talking nonsense. It'd be like, is this guy coaching these people? The only reason I like Don Cooper is because I drink a bucket of beers with him at Court and Carry. Oh, I mean, every time he he did a radio interview for like the, his last year, he was just dumping on everything. Yeah, he's like these White Sox fans, not loyal, don't show up. That's actually every other week. That was him. That's what we should do. If someone could track down Don Cooper, we Don should have him Cooper on the show and be like, Cooper. unfiltered, dude, just go and just well, let right him just tear got, everybody. And he was trashing the organ. Like, he was pissed yeah. when he got fired. Yep. Like, that's just, why we should have him on here and just say, have all former disgruntled. Like, let's get Madden. He was on his book tour every yep. every summer. He's like, get Rhea in here to be like, yeah, okay. let's get Renteria. Um, let's get let's get uh, Tony. Let, let's hear him out. Let's took see the what high road, is. though. I yep. mean, he's, he's a good man. That's why Ricky is a good guy. I, I think of the ratings, Mitch. Huh? <laughs> think of the ratings. If we just had Don Cooper, if we, if we had uh, well, Renteria on, we could be like, you remember when you met Fids? 
30 years ago. Remember, remember when you were his lowly coach? Yeah. That'd be weird. Well, no, He's Kevin like, could yeah. be like, hey, remember? Hey, coach. Remember when I was on your little league team? Yeah. You can do the Chris Wally bit. Nope. Be... <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, Game. It's, that was awesome. we started with the White Sox just because mainly the whole team's up for sale except for a couple guys. But the Cubs are more in a little bit more interesting position where they actually could make a run. They're within reaching distance. Um, I don't know. Shut your mouth, Mitch. I don't know, Shut. you two. I mean, I'm seeing, well, like this one in the comments right here. Cubs trade Stroman and Merriweather or Fulmer to the Rangers, Rays, or Orioles for either Foscu, Mead, or Mayo. That sounds like a dinner. That's a great sandwich. Very yeah. relevant. Can <laughs> but, I interest you in a Stroman? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, oh, that's a great picture. I agree with Josh in the comments. I mean, again, I'm not the Cubs guy here, but I'd like to see the Cubs make a move, maybe become buyers at the deadline. That I I want, we were talking about predictions right before the show. One of my predictions uh, entering the season was that I could I could envision the Cubs trading a couple of their starting pitchers at the trade deadline, but still remaining competitive because one, mm-hmm. you're trading solid pitchers, you should be able to get something good in return. Plus, they do have a couple guys at AAA who are looking like they're pretty close to at Must least getting nice. some run in. In the majors, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just, and uh, Kevin's going to go off right now with, in terms of the Cody Bellinger trade talk, which is mm. so fucking annoying. Stupid, <laughs> because because, and this is the overarching point for the Cubs, they are still kind of in it. If they win tonight, and I don't know if the Brewers ended up winning on Wednesday night or not, so they're either going to be six and a half or seven and a half games out. But they're in this stretch where they're playing a whole bunch of awful teams. And they basically have the, these next 10 games. Um, it's, it's basically win like 7 of 10, 8 of 10. Anything less, it's like, oh, you're kind of on shaky ground of should you, how aggressive should you be? Oh, okay, well, there you go. They, they if all, you win, so, this will be 7.5 out. Yeah, so there'll still be 7.5 games. It's, they should still buy that. They, they should still try to try to win because... I know the Strowman one is weird because you can't give him the qualifying offer. So that one does get tough because it's like you don't want to lose the guy for nothing. Have you noticed people out there throwing that out, the qualifying offer thing? That's what I'm like. I'm confused because some people no, are saying – No, he's not. That he, he can't get it. He can't get it. He already he got one from the Mets. Okay. Cody Bellinger is the guy who can get it. But that's why I want to keep Cody Bellinger no matter what, though. And like although, Kevin's can about you, to go Although, into. can you clip Cody Bellinger as a guy that can get it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Kevin's about to go into it. Yeah, just the, pick on Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Cubs, the Cubs should actively be trying to see, hey, Cody, what are you thinking long term? And I know it's tough. Scott Boris client, he's going to want to test free agency. But still, trading away Cody Bellinger is like the ultimate white flag because he's literally your best player right now. And once you trade him, like who the fuck are you playing? Like Mike Talkman for sixty more games in center. <laughs> Mike Talkman's been pretty decent. I'm but gonna still. say the few Cubs fans I follow on Twitter, it's the Palantine like, p- like Talkman is a god. Did you know he went to Bradley? Yes, we, Brad- we, Bradley Bradley. Uh, I think you, the Cubs would, should be more focused on what they can get back for a Marcus Stroman. For all the reasons we just talked about with the White Sox, with all these teams that are in contention that need it, that are looking for good starting pitching. I feel like Marcus Stroman can 
yield a massive return right now. Mm-hmm. I'm also scared though, because one of the teams that is interested in him is Tampa Bay. And like we all like we've been saying, don't trade with Tampa Bay. <laughs> You'll get like four players from Tampa Bay. One will like play two games in the show and the other three are gonna be working at Enterprise in like a year. Tweet they the one guy I forget what he, who who it was but he's like I love this trade for Tampa who did they get and who did they trade away yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Tampa Bay could probably like trade like their number three prospect and we'd oh be like fuck yeah something. we're getting him and then he's like Tampa Bay already knows some like this one thing in his swing or in his pitching mechanics is off he's never gonna pan out. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Do you think it's weird that there's grumblings of the Blue Jays kicking the tires on Stroman, which is just so strange? Like that is a little strange. I, they seem to have a good starting rotation, don't they? I mean, but that well, team's two different. Yeah, Tampa like, Bay is another yeah. team that's popped up. I feel yeah. like with Toronto, once Fat Boy like lost his shit. <laughs> I know he's back and he's he's throwing okay again, but I don't think they trust him. That's where I think the Stroman thing's coming up with him. It's because it's they need as much security because they're in a tough AL East. They're basically they're only five shooting. games out. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, Baltimore right, and Tampa they're... Bay are tied at, at the top. They're both uh, the first right place, there. and then Tor- Toronto is only five games out. Fuck oh, that. this is what's annoying because the Yankees keep fucking losing. And every fucking like Cody Bellinger trade rumor you see is like Yankees, Yankees perfect fit for Cody Bellinger. Oh, are the Yankees gonna trade for Cody Bellinger? Hey, you know who'd be a great fit for the Yankees? Cody Bellinger. I'm like, shut the fuck up. But don't did you we... see my tweet the other day? I tweeted just yeah, like, yeah. I was totally joking. Go into it. Go into it. Oh. Them. I'm like the Cubs are Cubs are eight games out and selling. The Yankees are eight or nine games out and buying. Yep. And I don't know how many freaking scarred, traumatized, brainwashed, gaslit, whatever Cub fans decided that even though it was being stuck, I wasn't really really serious about it. Because, yes, they are like a couple more games out of the wild card, like four or five games or whatever. Jump. Well, it's not the same thing. I'm like, it is the same thing. The Cardinals last year had a worse record than the Cubs and didn't didn't sell, bought, and ended up going to the postseason. Um, they went on a nice run and made it to the postseason. So it, it, better yet, it, it's the same kind of situation. If we didn't learn anything from that, it's obnoxious. But look, you shouldn't be selling if you're a serious franchise. Um, and in this case, when you've got talent, you don't want to let talent go. And at this deadline, you've got all these people and you got the Yankees over there. The Yankees always are going for it, it or their reputation, at least. always. always that's, and that's just their fans, dude. Every they could be a hundred games out of first place. They'll be like, you look yeah. really good in pinstripes. It feels like the Cubs have turned into the pirates, which is just a talent pilfering ground for actual teams that are actually serious contenders. And that sucks. And that's not, oh, that shouldn't, it's not acceptable. And it's this year, weird. last year ever, and a third year of Jed Hoyer's, uh, we'll call it the Jed Hoyer regime. Since he took over, the Cubs are horrible. Like they sold every year. Uh, and it obviously started with the Darvish, the, the Darvish trade, but uh, they've sold, Every, they've, everything and the card, yeah, Cardinals are trying to do it again. But I mean, I mean call me crazy. I I could see the Yankees trading for a guy like Bellinger. That front office, both of these New York teams, I feel right field is at New York media. Both of them, you notice actually across the board, almost all their sports franchises horribly run front offices because yep. they always just throw money at the problem because they yep. have all that pressure from the fan base and media out there. So they'd be the type of team like, well, you know, we're only nine games back. I think we can make a run. Let's throw some more money at it. And I think you. I can, I can. I'm not saying they're going to, but I can see them trading for a guy like Bellinger. Speaking it's, of, uh, speaking of be, trades, yeah, and on. the Cubs, uh, and you know the White Sox are kind of in a weird spot. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Cubs and White Sox, like you said, so last week, 
probably not ever going to do a trade for for a while after the last one. No, but then when the White Sox trade Middleton to the Cubs for Coley Bellinger, it's going to be really weird. But when the White Sox try to add some veteran leadership and get a guy like Trey Mancini, who uh, <laughs> is Mitch's favorite guy, number one guy, <laughs> when you guys get that veteran leadership up there, you know, clean up the clubhouse, get on a roll with Trey Mancini, I think it would be beneficial for both sides. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Uh, I think it'll benefit a lot of people. Yep. No, I mean the White Sox definitely White need Sox another. Out. They need a, another slow. First another baseman. slow, unathletic full day with Trey Mancini and Liam Hendricks on the same team. You know how yeah. many, many like videos and documentaries they would do. I mean, they would have a field day with that. I I, I thought again, Project Winston Salem, so they can Middleton for Bellinger straight up. <laughs> yeah. <Tap in. laughs> Cubs, you need uh, some uh, guys in the bullpen. Yep, Middleton uh, <laughs> straight up. Trey Mancini, I mean, I remember ever since his name popped up uh, in rumors in the offseason, I was like, has he actually been good lately? The answer is a resounding no. And he has, and he wasn't, and he hasn't been this year. He, I, I looked it up because I wrote about uh, the Cubs' first base situation, how bad it's been. He hit his third home run. He had three home runs in April, which not a lot, but three. All right. Sometimes as much as Tim Anderson in the last three calendar year. <laughs> Trey Mancini has one home run in the past three months. Uh, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to get to Mitch's uh, Cubs leading home run leader <laughs> <laughs> prediction. He, I have no, like some guys just decline fast. And then there's Trey Mancini who just. straight down. His arrow just went straight down this year. Unfortunate because the Cubs just nothing, nothing at first base, like almost nothing at DH. The, I've been for years before the National League finally got the DH. I kept <laughs> pounding the tables like, like the Cubs would be so good if they had the DH. That's when they had Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, they and let him walk. Ever, but they let him walk. And then they, and then ever since they got the DH, I think the Cubs have been one of the worst teams. With DH production, it's like, God damn it, guys. Fellas, Come I'll on. be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. It's a, it's a terrible. Uh, another guy who uh, maybe gets traded, but I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, I don't think I want him traded either because I think he has more value on the Cubs than what he would get in a trade is Kyle Hendricks, who has been surprisingly good this mm-hmm. year after yeah, coming his, off, off his uh, shoulder injury. But like, again, you, if you're still trying to compete, which again the Cubs should be doing, because it's a crappy division. The division is terrible too. They're what seven games back? They're gonna be yeah. They're gonna be seven games. I think uh, the Brewers are like what seven, eight games above five hundred. I don't know. That's no, no. That's the thing. It's not that they're. It's that they're just like in that range. It's like they're gonna be. They're just gonna be constantly if they keep the talent on the team. They're just gonna be constantly between like five, six, seven games out. And then you hope for a run, right? You hope for one hot week. You hope for the sweep when they play head-to-head against the Brewers. You hope for stuff like that. But then you get into the Marcus Stroman trade talk, and it's like, yeah, maybe you get something good. But I remember back when he was when he was traded from Toronto to the Mets, and he, he was entering his free agent season just like he is this time around. The, the Toronto Blue Jays got two pitching prospects in return. One of those guys is Anthony Kay, who, shout out, seems like a, a great guy. He interacts on Twitter, but he's a left-handed reliever now. He's on the Cubs. And the other guy Toronto had is now with the Twins, I think, in AAA. Like, 
I know that we keep saying like, oh, these teams, they should be able to get like a good haul for some of these trades. It is not a guarantee that hmm. you're, you just trade a good starting pitcher and you're going to get something good in return. Like most of these times, the team that benefits is the guy who is the team who's getting the MLB talent. Like that's who's going to benefit. This is my biggest beef that I have with Cub fans that are apologizing for Jed. And I see, I see a little comment here and I, I'm, I'm going to go in here in this because you're saying, why does Jed not get more credit for all of this is the fact that a, every major league team that he has been the, the, the in charge of is a under 500 and has had to fire sale first inherited talent. First off, let's be clear. Even if those other guys aren't playing well, the fact is when you make these deals, you bank on proven talent. So every time someone goes, but well, we got so-and-so coming up the pipeline, put a gap there. Like, a, like what an under underscore, we can say it's Brennan Davis is on the way. This is two years ago. Don't worry, guys. Brennan Davis is a year away. Who, where's Brennan Davis? Okay. Now it's PCA. Next, it'll be, you know, it'll be next, it'll be Kevin Alcatara. Next, it'll be Christian Hernandez. Next, it'll be, we're just going to keep kicking the can down the road because it gives us comfort to say, hey, but we got this talent coming. There is no guarantee today Alcantara got hurt. He might have blown his calf out for all we know. There is proven talent like Cody Bellinger, and then there is a prospect which is there until they're playing at the major league level. They're just a prospect. So right now Jed lost every single fucking trade in 2021 when he sold everybody, because not a single one of them has contributed a single inning of productive baseball at the major league level. And until they do, it's a horrible trade regardless. And when you deal with this, you got a guy like Stroh, you got a guy like Bellinger, you got some talent that actually like is proven you don't let those guys walk. You don't trade away talent like that. You trade for talent like that. You trade your prospects and the promise of them. Uh, oh, yeah? How many? Uh, yeah, our, our WB. How many innings have those guys contributed at the major league level so far? Right? Three years. Let's go. So, anyway, the fact is, this is how it goes. Kick the can down the road. Kick the can down the road. And the meatloafs like to buy it up. Everyone loves it. Let's talk about the prospects. Let's ignore the uh, fact that the on-field prospects do do, do, and it's three goal. years running. Three years running. Fire sales. That's not okay. And I, I don't you have a guy like Bellinger, you don't sell. You just don't. You you lock up. You I lock don't them up. Agree with the premise of what you're saying, but when you look at who they sold and like what they're doing now, like look, look I don't, that's results based bias. Those guys weren't at that point at that moment in time, and that, that's where their talent was. That wasn't evaluation. Those guys were being sold, and they were always being sold, whether they were producing or not. Doesn't even matter. That's results based bias. There was no Jed didn't look at those guys and go, these guys are gonna be terrible in a couple of years. He didn't know that shit. Nobody knew that shit. Nobody knew that that Chris was going to get the bum heel. Nobody knew that. Well, actually, Rizzo's been pretty solid up and down. And Javi's Rizzo suck this year. He's been bad like lately, but he had a nice start. He's, no, he's been, you know, no, I think Rizzo's a solid sign for the for the Yankees. And so it's not. It's, and again, so you don't have that kind of stuff. But there's. But isn't what you're saying like they haven't played at the major league level contribute? Like isn't that results based bias then too? Because you're saying like and, until they produce the major league level that it's considered a failed trade. Well, that's what they haven't, but it could be a one. It could be a win if any one of those guys starts actually contributing positive innings at the major league level. But by the way, they aren't contributing positive innings. Like the majority of them aren't contributing positive innings right now. By the way, so Zoe, is that... my point is you're not trading away surefire talent. If you're a contender, you're if you're serious about winning, you're not waiting on prospects. You're going after talent that's now established. It's there that you know what you're getting. You don't, you deal in absolutes, not question marks. If you're building a roster, that's going to be consistently good. And unfortunately right now, this is where the Cubs are at. Like, we're going to be saying in 2000, look, Theo Epstein took over his first season. His first roster was 2012. So 12, 13, 14. Okay. This is year three for Jed. He's 21, 22, 23. Now in 2015, the Cubs all went all the way to the NLCS. Correct. 
So in 2024, if the Cubs aren't an NLCS team, then it's it's a fail. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy. Well, there's more problem. I don't look at this Cubs roster and go, they're going to be a fucking beast in 2025 or 24. If you look at if you're looking at the Cubs right now and think you're going to be a contender in 2024 with what the Cubs have, you're delusional because they don't have the free agents that are available unless they go and they trade all these prospects that you guys are jerking off to every night. You're not going to have that. It doesn't happen. And Wait, so who's cranking it to prospects? Oh, by the um, way, so do you... random to give themselves cup for that night or there every it, PCA. Oh, sure. is so do you still have that trade offer on the table? Santos for Bellinger. Cause the Cubs just blew a three, one lead in the eighth. So I want to oh. revisit. I want to revisit. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Saw that developing. That's also why my temperature is rising. I Sorry. About revisit, get a, we're going to need a reliever in some, uh, some cash thrown in, just cover some all cash of- and some uh, <laughs> extension guarantees from Cody. That considerations mm. guy, he's got a good backhand. Um, I mean, you guys have a good relationship with Boris, he'll understand. Oh, yeah, he loves us. Him and Jerry get along, <laughs> peas and carrots, man. Um, although, do you have the predictions that we made before yes. the season? Ready? Let's yes. let's let's those. let's the Mancini those. the Mancini pickup by the way was the day that I said I'm gonna fuck it I'm going on I'm going full optimistic and I called Cubs division champs. God I hate myself for doing that. I blame Justin Roman a hundred percent for that. So go down the list, although I don't know what order you had them. So in. we can do. I mean, we can just. Uh, so we first did. I have Cub Sox records that we predicted. Ooh, this should be oh, interesting. Mitch, God. don't run away. Mitch, <laughs> don't run away, Mitch. Quick, he's in the car. Where where where? Where'd so I mean, it's, it's, we found him. So, Hold on. So Devil Kevin right. was Kevin was I don't know. Kevin was on everyone's ass, like optimistic wise, because Kevin had the White Sox. Kevin had the White Sox at ninety two and seventy. Zoe like, had the White Sox at ninety and seventy two, and then Mitch and I we were more conservative. We only had him winning eighty eight games. Oh. What are they on pace to win? Like seventy? Maybe. Oh. Woo. Yeah. Uh, for the Cubs, uh, let's see. Mitch, you had him at 81 and 81. That's uh, Zoe, 80 and 82. I had him. I had the high water mark here at 85 and 77. And then 84. Kevin had him at 84 and 78. Still reachable. Still reachable. Still I mean, I think we're all – those are the – Right now. I think we'll go for a walk. So I think the we're White Sox rip off then. 50 wins in a row right now. If you happy <laughs> – uh, we all had the White Sox winning the AL Central. <laughs> Just a measly 10 games away from that. Okay, and here's, here's a team that I don't think yeah. anyone yeah. had in the playoffs. Playoffs. The Rangers. Playoffs. I think, are, are the Rangers still in first place? In the yeah, by four and a half games. But <laughs> we all had Houston winning the second place. AL West. They're in second. Still happened. Oh, yeah. Jose's heating up. Uh, let's see. We all had the Blue Jays, except for Mitch, had the Yankees winning the AL East. Ooh, Yankees, oh yeah. Pretty girl down there. Yeah, Mayor. Oh, yeah. I love you, Mayor Dinkins. Uh, let's see. Wild card teams. Let's see. I do remember this one. Zoe and Kevin had the exact same three wild card teams. Yankees, Twins, Mariners. I think right now... Yeah, none of those three. I think the well, the Twins are winning the NL Central or AL mm. Central right now. I had the Yankees, my Angels, who have been sliding. 
uh, and the Mariners. And then Mitch had the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners. So we all we were all high on the Mariners. The Mariners have been one of the most disappointing teams. Yeah, yeah. Mariners are 47. They're 547-47. They're nine and a half games behind Texas right now. I'm just going to hang on to that Tampa Bay thing. Yep. I'm redeeming prediction. <laughs> yep. Let's see. NL, NL division winners. We were... Well, not all of us. Uh, man, does Mitch? Mitch is the only one who knows ball here. Uh, <laughs> so, so Mitch had the Dodgers winning the NL West. They're right now fighting it out with the Diamondbacks. Yep, they're and one then, and a half games up on the Diamondbacks. And then the other, ah, other, the other big disappointing team. Uh, me, Kevin, and Zoe had the Padres. Oof. Where are they at? Aren't they below five hundred? Yeah, they they're 40, 46 and fifty. They're nine and a half games out. Yep, that we're kind of off on that one. They're only the six Braves. and a half out of the wild card, though. They're only six and a half out of the wild card. So Braves, me and Zoe, Zoe and I had the Braves. Kevin had the Phillies. Mitch had the Mets. Doesn't yeah, know ball. Don't know. don't know ball. Mitch doesn't know ball. Wild card teams. I had the Mets, Dodgers, Cubs. Maybe Cubs third wild card spot. Mets, Do- Dodgers. If they don't win the Central or the Westerman. Mets are forty-five and fifty, man. Who did I have again? You had Kevin. Kevin, you had the Braves, Dodgers, and Cardinals. Oh, as wild cards. As wild cards. What were my wild cards? I thought the Phillies were going to win the division. That's yeah. I thought. Zoe, you had the Mets, Dodgers, and Phillies. Mitch had the Braves, Phillies, and Padres. Phillies could still win a wild card. It's funny with the Mets. Those are. I think it was very similar with you and your. Phillies are in right now. It was like one of those when I remember I picked it. It's like, well, like the Mets do this every year. You always get hyped over their offseason and they're just mm-hmm. gonna met. But I'm like, I already picked them, so I'm like, all right, we're not changing it now. And like, sure enough. Did any of us have Arizona if for anything? No. I had Corbin <laughs> no. Carroll. Yeah, you had Corbin Carroll. Corbin like Carroll. team wise, yeah. nobody had yeah, no. the Diamondbacks. What do you guys want? Do yeah, you guys what? want White Sox bold predictions or Cubs bold predictions first? We'll go oh, White Sox. All right. Uh, I had, hey, so far I'm right. I said Andrew Vaughn was going to have a better season than Jose Abreu. Is that still right? Is that right, though? I think, Not I think really. So. They're calling Abreu Hugh now. Hold on. Let's see. What's Abreu's numbers at? Pull it up right now. Just well, I was right until the All-Star break. What? Now Are I have you? to go on the other side of the argument. I have, to, I have to hype up my guy, Andrew Vaughn. You're out. You're like a hype man at a Damian. Jose Abreu has a 77 I... WRC plus. He has a negative oh, 0.7 F4. That was bad. 49 he RBI. Was... You know, or I yeah, he was really, really bad though to begin the year. So yeah. that that number is going to be weighted hard. It could it it could get uh, close though by the end of the season. He does. Uh, so the Chicago White Sox will finish with two pitchers in the top 10 of American League Cy Young voting. No, they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the way the pitching staff's thrown, though, that's not like a terrible looking prediction now. Yeah. They won't. I mean, like, it's, you know. Mitch, or no, not Mitch. Kevin was almost, I mean, maybe he could have had a some consideration. Close. Lucas Giolito will pitch in the All Star game. He did not. He did not. Solid, Solid season. Uh, and then Mitch. Three? Mitch was the most positive guy on the Sox. Yeah. Pedro Grifol right. wins 2023 yeah. American League Man yeah, of the Year. Mitch knows ball. Communication thing not working out so well. <laughs> Mitch so bought into Mitch bought into Pedro saying that we're gonna kick your ass every day. He took a Scrooge McDuck dive into that Kool Aid. Yep. You know, Ooh. yeah. 
we were drinking the Kool Aid. It's all right. It's all right. Nope. Hey, what are the Cubs right. ones? But you read what the Cubs, Cubs ones. ones. Yeah. Nico well, <laughs> Horner gets MVP votes by Kevin. Uh, nah. Not quite. Uh, unless someone accidentally writes his name again. <laughs> this one could happen if he doesn't get traded and he hits for a little more power in the next two months. So, Cody Bellinger hits 30 home runs. Where's I think he he's right up now? to 12. Okay. Yeah, so he has to really get hot, but... Mastro I mean, Booty with a bunt single here. Oh. Uh, and then Mitch... Okay, Mitch does yeah, no ball. <laughs> Mitch's prediction, Trey Mancini leads the Cubs in home runs. It could still happen. You at least need a couple. <laughs> if they, hey, if they trade everyone, if, they, if Morel doesn't play anymore, Patrick Wisdom doesn't play anymore, Bellinger gets traded. You Oof. said bold prediction. Bold prediction. That, that is bold. bold. That is bold. That's bold. That's bold. That's bold. right here yeah. and over here. I had to yeah. you guys, so I'm not putting too much stock. That's bold. About the Mets pick them now. I do want to point out though that I think we're the only show that will admit how wrong we were about. Oh well, yeah, no, wear it. Badge of honor. You gotta wear it. And then I have two of two of these three pitchers will get traded: Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, Kyle Hendricks. That, that and, and, the t- and all three. You're gonna be three for three. This was the bold part. They would still finish above 500. Oh, so, you, put, you had to put that extra a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get cute. That's I had to get cute. That compound with straight bets only, although no parlays. Had, yeah, yes. parlays always kill me. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got we got awards predictions. Oh, oh, let's see this. Let's go with rookie of the year. Oh, I think I remember Kevin's American League. Oh, with the Cardinals, right? No, No, American League. No American American League. League. Here, we'll start with NL. My mine was uh, our guy Hayden was nasty. He's in Triple A right now. Yep. Um, Zoe, he knows ball. Corbin Carroll. Nice. And then Mitch and Kevin both had Jordan Walker. Cardinals. Is he back up? He is. He has. He has been good. He offensively, he's really good. He's just kind of like he kind of reminds me of a Eloy, I guess, because he's pretty terrible defensively. Yeah, and it's just, I feel like uh, with him, it's something that we've talked about a lot on the show. Is the league figured him out, and he did not react. Yeah. Yep, it happens. Yep. And he went back um, down, and he looks like he figured it out and came back yep. up. Nine out of ten times it happens. Is what it's the process. Yeah. That's why a guy like Corbin Carroll's like a unicorn in this. Yeah, exactly. It's a freak. It's a freak of nature kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's see here. American League. So for American League, rookie of the year, we had, I had Anthony Volpe, Volpe from the Yankees. (laughs) I think he's hit like 13 home runs. He's good defensively, but he hasn't been. Uh oh well I mean you guys Kevin and Mitch picked the hot name Gunner Henderson oh because the name I not vote for a guy Gunner yeah like I mean he's I, actually I voted, he's, voted pretty, he's turned it around hasn't he yeah, I voted I with middle it, fingers I'm pretty that. sure he's having a pretty decent year and then Zoe you had another good. sneaky good one you had Yoshida from the Red Sox he's having oh, yeah. he's pretty good he's I think he might be in the top three right now hey Gunner has 15 homers. 41 RBI, sitting 250. He's turned it around. Yoshida, though, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not taking away from the pick, but it's almost like Jose. Don't Ray do it. Won rookie of the year. Like, it's like Mitchell Trubisky. It's kind of like, really? Don't you do it. Playing so long. Over, like, hey. He's a professional. Is he a rookie? Eh? Oh, yeah. I, yes. Yes. It was a good <laughs> pick. I'm just saying, like, it's like with Jose Abreu when he won rookie of the year. It's not as impressive as, like, a normal rookie because they've been a professional for a long time. So, I mean, Gunner, Gunner had at-bats in the major league level, too. 
before this year. So, so did Corman Carroll. Yeah, you chose you chose a guy that did the same thing. Yeah. Oh man, I was pretty clickbaity on this because for whatever reason, I made Oscar Colas as the as the picture. I don't think I mentioned him in the article at all. <laughs> oh, I think we we're in our T-shirt phase. We were trying to make cool T-shirts. Oh wait, I think I was. I think uh, the headline Everybody. to this was Oscar Colas can win 2023 AL Rookie of the Year, which is true. He could have. Yeah, he was good. He was eligible. He was eligible. Yeah, he, was eligible. he could. Yeah. He might be eligible next year too. <laughs> <laughs> He's been so eligible this year that he oh, might be eligible. Oh man! Year. So those are. I mean, I think we all had Shohei winning MVP, yeah. which he is just a. I mean, it's yeah. an, it's unbelievable, dude. That homer there, the mean, he's, Yankees. The he's going flip. Cy Young. He's going Cy Young What's MVP. This might be the best individual season of baseball that no one watches because he plays for that dog shit team. So, do you th- okay? I know there was like the hype during the World Baseball Classic because he was I mean, incredible, and and he had the Mike Trout at bat, struck him out. They're only four and a half games out of the wild card, by the way. Though. I I still don't think Shohei Otani gets appreciated. Enough. No, I agree. One hundred percent agree. What he is doing, it's insane. Yeah. So I forgot the the guy. He used to be on ESPN. He's on MLB Network a lot. He he does a lot of MLB the show streaming. Flor- Flores, yeah, Flores. He was at the All Star game, uh-huh. and he did like a whole man on the street type uh, bit, and he was going up to fans, and he's just like, "What is your hot take so far about this season?" Mm-hmm. He did. He like went up to like eight people made the the cut for the clip. I think seven out of eight said Shohei Otani's overrated. Jesus Christ! Here's I'm here's not- what I got. Here's what I got for your overrated. Hold on, you gotta is- have it queued up if you're gonna do that, man. It's queued up. Not- I just have to. Well, I'm just gotta go through the buttons and then I can. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I thought this- it was uh, like an eh thing or something. No, no, this is this is not overrated. This is a glorious bat flip to tie the game. Oh, the the bat flip got stalled out. Yeah, that's that was the tie of the game against oh, the Yankees. Yeah, go back. I want to see the bat flip. I think they got to show it again. Is there is there another angle of the bat flip? Let's see. I don't know. Oh, here you go. The bat flip was just monstrous, though. Woo! Oh, oh I need to I see some like additional angles. But then the thing with that too is you never see him pimp home runs. So you know that meant a little something for him. Here you go. This is from a bleachers. But here you go. This will be here he goes. Watch this. Oh, <laughs> that's a good bat flip. A one time. Yeah, that was that's a good bat flip. Tie the game against the Yankees. You gotta I mean Don't do that shit as, when you're you know, if you're down eight and you cut the lead to you know seven. Right. But, but that's a good one. As much as you really hate to admit it, the Yankees are probably globally the best known MLB team. Everybody knows yeah, who the Yankees are. The two biggest yeah. Were they on so, I have no idea. But the Cubs are the furthest. You got to imagine guys like Otani that didn't grow up here probably get a little bit more juiced up when they play like the Yankees or the Dodgers or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one of the more globally recognized teams. So to hit the game tying home run against the Yankees, I mean, he didn't even pimp home runs in the World Baseball Classic. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was very uncharacteristic of him. And I loved every second of it. I want more of it, but he is just an insane human being, dude. 
I got some more predictions if you guys want to go over them. Yep. Oh, I mean, we we all picked Shohei to win MVP. Yep. All right, Mitch knows ball because we, we know ball. Mitch uh-huh. knows ball. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. National League MVP predictions. We do have different guys. Uh, well, okay. So I picked. Oh man, I don't know ball. I picked Manny Machado down season. Oh god, who did I pick? Zoe picked Nolan Arenado. Oh, oh. Mm. he's not gonna win it. Okay, but... yours is good. Yeah. And then Kevin Sick. and Mitch picked Trey Turner. Ah, mm. We did not do well in the NL. We do not. We not yeah. There's no Shohei in the NL. No, no. The World Baseball Classic was real. Hyped up on Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. we were like, we were free based on that Trey Turner WBC shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could all agree right now it's Acuna by a long shot at this oh, point in time. Oh, yes. Freak. Dude. 80 80 80 40 <laughs> it's, he, yeah it's but that's realistic 80, 40. yeah and that that's wild to me because he's another player that had he was cruising and then he had the major injury yes. and the big thing was how oh, how's he going to come back from this injury which is a fair question but there was a lot of people doubting yeah. his abilities after said injury because he didn't come back hot out of the gate mm-hmm. it took a minute i mean what's crazy about that too is the the braves won the fucking world series yeah. without, without him, him. God. And now look at what they're doing with him, though. Yes. That team is I mean, a fucking he, unit. Their team, I know they've been getting a little beat up here after the All-Star break, but Mitch, still. Mitch, getting to, a lot of love on the haircut in the comments tonight. To, hey, I'm getting my haircut to, tomorrow. To have that type of offense. And, Zoe, I think you're the one who shared the picture of, like, all the guys who were All-Stars yeah. and how long they're signed through. It's, it's oh, like, man. oh, God, come on. Just can't, Can we have that once? Yeah, I mean, if you're in the NL East, that pitcher should keep you up at night because they're so stacked. They're under control for years. They're all very young still. They don't have, like, that old guy on the team. You know what I mean? I think they got Kirby Yates in the bullpen who's, like, like, 57. But They did the one thing that every other fan base hates. They traded their hometown, like, stud all-star first baseman. And they just traded for a guy who's not not as good, but he's still all star level medals and medals and hits fucking yes. nukes. And then you know what they did? And then they're like, Well, you know, we can get better. Let's go trade for an all star catcher. And yeah. then they trade for Sean Murphy. Oh my god. Their backup catcher could have made the all star team. The Braves are back. The Braves are the nineties Braves again. Like they're, they're, they're I, I see I shady love the nineties Braves, dude. Oh, That's when I was a kid nah. coming up, dude. I love yeah, the nineties Braves. Were, they were uh, they were not I didn't hate them at all. Like I, I, I in fact the fact that how their like again Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox took swing in the bat seriously. I mean, and I made jokes out of it too, but they were actually fantastic handlers of the wood. Pause. I gotcha. And so then you get uh, it. They were good. They were good. And that's made it fun, too, because, I mean, really, when you see I mean, and they played good defense. They did a lot of, I mean, and then you've it's, got, of course, I mean, the Braves just, it gets it, to the point with the Braves where if it, their fans didn't even go to, like, early playoff games. It was empty because they were, like, so consistently good. Like, their fans were like, yeah, we'll catch you on these, uh, you know, in the, in the division, you know, in the, in the NLCS. Have, it, uh... it, it was a foregone conclusion. They were winning the division every year. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it was. I mean, would they do, like, 15 in a row or? Some, some wild. Bobby dude. Cox was just like I mean, the, yeah, candle. yeah, and like Dougie said in the comments too. If you were growing up at that time, they didn't have all these channels yep. that we have now. But the Braves were always on TBS. Oh, I'm sorry, that's true. 
the, they, co- they copied the Cubs WGM blueprint. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, there, there's Dougie. The Braves were on TV too much to hate them. That's you guys came in at the same time, so that's why. Can I, I pause real quick too? Right now, and it, it, it got the whole matter for the you know on the podcast when you're listening on Spotify. But right now, bases loaded, two out, bottom of the eighth. Nico Horner's up right now. I and Aldo, I think you'll agree. Nico Horner needs a hit here, like more than we need like oxygen right now. Just to break I joke in. around. I joke around some other buddies just on random, random at bats, legacy at bat for Nico Horner right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's struggling. We haven't talked about that much on here because I'm a big Nico Horner stan. You know, he's my favorite dude on the team. Him and you know, uh, he's been struggling. He's just he's, he's, had he's, he's been terrible. terrible. And that's a booking. Oh my god! Grand Slam. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Let's see what I'm live on the podcast. We're going back. Play. We're going to the Titanic song again, just like the KB Grand Slam a couple years ago. Do you guys remember that? Mitch, folks, just do this with your headphones uh, so you don't go deaf. Folks, folks, cue up. <laughs> Cue up the Kramer bye-bye-bye gifts. The Cubs are back. Only seven and a half back. <laughs> Bye. We're buyers. So who, who are you buying? Who are you Sa- making the Santos move for? Santos for Bellinger off the table. We don't need it. The Cubs <laughs> offense, they'll score plenty of runs. Fair we're enough. Going, we're going for everybody. Well, we're going for Shohei, number one trade target. <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm actually happy for this moment for you guys. This is pretty funny. <laughs> Whatever prospects what we'll go for Giolito. Maybe we'll get it's happened back. before, Mitch. It has happened. Maybe before. hit a grand slam a couple years ago. I, I let me I'll cue that up actually. Against we, the Braves. I think that was against yeah, the Braves. Against the Braves it but is the sound same sound, by the way. The oh complete opposite reaction was the one show where it was just me and Aldo and Bryce Harper hit the Oh, that was the opposite. Yeah, that was funny. That was a mix of me. So the light his soul come out of That was in August. I think that was yes. in August 2019, and it's when the Cubs were like – I mean, the Cubs ended up winning like 83 games, which, again, the, this Cubs team is kind of like that team. The Cubs were like just couldn't get on a streak, and I was coping so hard. I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's a shitty loss, but, you know, we still got like a month left. This isn't going to derail them. Like, they're they're tough. They'll bounce back from – like, no, that they were fucking dead what, after that. What made that – Funny too is the Sox old friend Derek Holland was the yes, one it was Derek Holland. <laughs> nope. You ready for this? This is, where, this is KB hitting the home run. This is Chris, yeah, hitting a homer. Oh, uh, no sound. If you, have, if you have earbuds in, no sound. You might want to either take them out or turn it down. Fids, you actually did like the almost same reaction when Nico <laughs> did it right now. You did the whole lean and scream. Oh, yeah, yeah but, that was that seems to be your go to. I think there's a uh. I think there's a, a one I did with um I thought I added the song from uh the um Titanic movie, but apparently not. I'm going to tweet out a side by side of oh, a that's big first, home run. That's his first major league grand slam. Oh, here it is, here yeah. it is, here we go. Yes, this is it. I'm gonna turn the volume down a little bit though, because it's really loud. It's very loud. You gotta I don't hear it. I don't hear anything. I can't hear anything. Yeah, you went to the Zoe school of sharing your screen. You gotta <laughs> oh, share in the yeah, I gotta share audio. It. All right. Hey, yeah. I, I, I Turn it off. Wait, what? This That's is right here, good it? listening on Spotify. Oh, it didn't have the volume though. No, no. All right, let's try this again. I could hear it in my head though. I saw it in your face. Oh, I already know what it sounds like. <laughs> so this this doesn't have volume. Hold on. right now it doesn't have anything. Nope, nope, no volume. Nope, no volume. Not gonna not gonna work here anymore. So it doesn't matter. Like... Not gonna work sure. here anymore. Mm. That felt so. Now, when good, we do the window, you could actually hear it, right? No. Like, okay, now I feel like Sox fans in early June when you guys did get it back to three and a half, and again, this is the Cubs at seven and a half back, where 
like in a week, it's probably not going to mean anything. But this was at least one happy moment. <laughs> that, no, you take this. You take this all day. I mean, the co- we've had, yeah. Zo, dur- Zo, uh, what was it? Tuesday night's game. So they, they had already lost the first game to the Nationals. Again, must win basically games against shitty teams. You got to win these games against bad oh, yeah. teams to get back in the race. They lose the first game. Uh, Tuesday night, they're down 3-0 to the Nationals. I I was so mad. I just started write up. I just wrote a list of like fifty things. I, I I was about. I was gonna publish it if they lost. It was the 2023 Chicago Cubs suck list. I still have it saved in the draft. It was just a list of like whatever amount of things that have sucked yeah. about this year's Cubs, and they and they ended up winning seventeen to three. But I was just, like, this is the point of the season where we were at. Like, it sucks because they're like right now they probably are leaning towards selling, but they really shouldn't be. Because this is, again, year three. Like, it's time to fucking make moves to win. And they just came out so flat against the last place team, a team that they are better than. And they look so flat, and then they just went crazy against the bullpen. And then this game, they have a three-to-one lead. They blow it in the eighth. And you're, you're, Kevin's getting worked up because we're watching this live. <laughs> I'm getting pissed off over here. And that grand slam, it probably, maybe, I hope it means something, but goddamn, that felt great. So, who are you guys trading uh, PCA for? Shohei Otani. To, 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 to add to this powerhouse team. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's what sucks, though. It's been in such a wishy washy thing that I haven't really gone into like deep mode. All right, who can the Cubs buy for? Like the, the number one guy is Jamie Candelario because he plays third base. He can play yep. first base. He's a it switch hitter. No, no, no. Cubs he, fans he are happy. Back. Patrick Wisdom has three hits in the last four games, and they're all homers. So he's back. Patrick Wisdom is back. It's, um, it's the mustache. Did uh, <laughs> that Al Contreras kid? Did he get hurt tonight? He banged uh, out. Yeah. Calf. I haven't seen the. Uh, they haven't given us an update. I don't think. Uh, Ooh, a highly touted prospect that gets hurt a lot. You guys want Lucas Giolito for him? Because he fits okay. right into our system. All right. I'm like a white sock. Yeah, he sounds like a white. He's on the wrong side. Tom. I mean, you guys would love six foot six. Play By the way, he field. was in the midst of a 23 game on, on base street. Yeah, no, that's like what right. Uh, no, but the, I mean, again, so position player play or position player wise, it's like Candelario because he fits the need. Third base, first base, left handed hitter, right hand. He he's been solid. That so would wait, be the Cubs need a third player. baseman. Yes, because Christopher Morrell has been solid, but for whatever reason, he just can't throw from third base. He has a rocket of an arm, but it's not accurate. I don't he's know why. Decent at second. I have to admit. He has been decent. Um, oh, he's still oh, not good, though. He's still let not... me bring this up. Let me bring this up, because he has been pretty decent at second. He's like Javi. He makes these great plays, but he boneheads like the, the most routine shit. Kevin, let's say the Cubs don't trade for a third baseman, and we don't want to keep seeing Patrick Wisdom and – this is also assuming Madrigal is still injured. I think he's he's been taking batting practice lately, so maybe he's back. Him and him and, him and uh, yeah, they're both. Him and um, Swanson are both. Would really you consider? Oh, Dancy Swanson. Hopefully, he does come back this week. Once Swanson comes back, would you consider Nico Horner at third base? Look, I don't know. Are you going to blame him when he struggles again offensively because he's got to move to his third position that he's playing every day this year? Like that's the thing. Is this is not? Yes, because he's a professional. Yeah, well, I expect more of him. He's a human being too, 
but it's well, this not is a, well. I mean, I'm. I would be. I'm look. I'm, I'm, you're going to ask a guy to play a position he's never played before because one slap dick can't get his shit together over at third base when he can somehow pick it at second. It doesn't make sense to me. That's not his. But natural Nico position Horner either. would do it because Nico Horner wouldn't say shit with a mouthful. Oh, hey. Period. He that would do it. Mankata? He would say all the right things. We'll buy the con. Well, you guys can pay off the rest of the deal, and we'll give you Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> there you go. No, nah, Nico would do it too because Nico is that guy. Nico is, uh, he would go over there. He wouldn't say shit with a mouthful of manure. He would go over there and he'd probably pick it great. But Christopher Morrell maybe just maybe gets ahead of, you know, again, he can't hit well. And he almost threw the ball away just now from second, by the way. Hold away. Almost threw the ball in the dugout. I think we but got something cooking. Don't you just build them out. Yoan Moncada, Trey? We'll give you Yoan Moncada. You guys send us, uh, let's call it, uh, we'll go with Ben Brown. That sounds good. Absolutely not. You can, you can have a, uh, I think Ben Brown. Oh my works. God. Yeah, like ben Brown sounds good. Put it on the hand. BB. He's just taking that because that's my favorite pitcher in the entire Cubs order. No, ah. I, just, I, I literally just pulled it up. Uh, is that good? Does Brendan Davis suck? No, you can, no, you can have him. He's great. You can have him. Yeah, we'll give you So he sucks. He was, he, he was oh, Nico oh, Armstrong oh, two years no, ago. Oh, no. We want Brown. Yeah, Ben Brown. I'm going to give you Brown. We'll take Ben Brown. Light it on fire. Uh, talk to me about this James Triantos kid. Oh, James Triantos. Oh, is... you would get Cub fans mad at you. He is a really high jerk off actor for like prospect watching. James yeah. Triantos, He's really is high exit kid. Mitch, he can play table. second. He can play second. Contact hitter. Good bat speed. Good bat speed. He's Basically everything you guys yeah. heard about Nick Madrigal, but like he's a little bit bigger. He's six one. <laughs> Yeah, he's bigger. He can actually, he can he actually, hits bombs, though. When he hits bombs, he hits bombs. He does, he does it. But, he and has... he can actually go on rides at Great America, where a magical can't. So <laughs> He's not All on the Cortez plan. You're best. right. He's not on the Cortez plan. Wait, go. Okay, come on. Cubs and Slacks are not going to do a trade. They should. I don't like this side of this anymore. No, yes, yes. He's not fun. <laughs> ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun. Yeah. I'll take Moncada. I'll take Moncada. I'd yeah. take Moncada at third base. I'd be fine with oh, that. Yeah, it'll cost you. I mean, we're we're used uh, to we're used to all the tweets about the injuries already. Yeah. yeah. So, we're just gonna well, transfer it over. So the magical transition was very easy. It was just it was it was so uh, seamless for us. <laughs> we'll take James Triantos and let's call it uh I'm a reasonable guy. Okay. Let's go with Jackson Ferris. Fuck you! Oh, I want Ben Brown. You get, a, you, you get a you get a fuck you on that. You speaking get a, of, uh, you know who you can have old... Jordan Wicks. Might I interest you in this Jordan Wicks? I've done this show too many times with you two to know that I don't want Jordan Wicks. Uh, speaking of nineteen-year-old uh, pitchers, that Noah Schultz guy, huh? Is angry now. Schultz is I, fun. I hope. I wish I wish Noah Schultz could pitch tomorrow for the White Sox because. <laughs> That kid is. Did you see the highlight of his last game? He yeah. threw a breaking ball to a lefty, and the guy like fell down. Dude, it was, it was yeah, buckled him. Okay. I put it. I I wrote about it when he he is ranked forty fourth, I think, right? Forty fourth in Baseball America. Dude, he is nice. Yeah. I mean, his top yeah. out of the draft was. I mean, was those, Randy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Randy Johnson. Here, here, so here, look here, up, here. look up. That, I know you threw Jackson Ferris out there, kind of just kind of like blindly. Look him up, though. Look you know, up. Jackson Ferris is also good. He's such a freak. No, after your guys' reaction, I want him yeah, more. No, now. he's a. You can come for Nazir Mule, and I would still have a problem there too. But I would be good with Jordan Wicks. I'd be fine uh, with hold that. Hold on, hold on. I want to show you guys Schultz making. You guys want a brand or Jordan Wicks for Colson Montgomery? I would. That'd be a fair trade. I, I got to show you guys this because this is just silliness. 
silly. Um, it's just silly. I don't. We don't need volume, so I'll just do this one. Cubs win. Fly the W. Let's go. We're back. Right. We're in this. Can you guys see it? The bright jersey and the t-shirt behind oh, them. There we go. Watch. That's fucking weird. Oh, you go oh. night nights now. That was dirty. <laughs> On two o two, like yep. he needed to throw a strike in that count. I mean, that guy, he needs a, needs a belt for that buckle. Oof. God. One more time, just for fun, when dude. When you get when you see the back Red of Sox fans, need this. Look at the back. Oh. Like, he, he turned into it. You can see he, his back. Yeah. Oh, he thought he was taking one right in the butt cheek. <laughs> he one hundred percent thought he was grabbing one in the butt cheek. Yeah, that was wild. So, all right. Where so, were you when Nico Horner saved the 2023 Cubs? All right, Drew, before Drew goes to sleep, Uh-oh. we got we to give the people what they've been clamoring for. We're two hours deep. I think it's time. Hopefully, he's got enough energy in him, folks. I don't know. He's got enough shine. He, it's time for the NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch. Trying to be like that. Oh, oh, double time. Whoops. Whoops. Go ahead. This Dang week, you're racing in New Hampshire. You thought it was only for rednecks, didn't you? Only down south. No, they race New Hampshire. The trophy for New Hampshire, too, is a lobster. So it's funny because some of the drivers, after they win, they're like really scared to hold the lobster and they look like really uncomfortable. It's like this giant ass lobster they give them as a trophy. But it was very apparent early on that God hates NASCAR because. Chicago race, monsoons beforehand. The next to <laughs> Atlanta, a great race. It's interrupted because of rain. So once again, New Hampshire comes around and the race gets canceled on Sunday because of rain. They have to reschedule it to Monday. So that was unfortunate because, you know, some of us are working. So I had to come back home like late at night, watch the race recording. Fortunately, the race, not that exciting. Martin Truex Jr., uh, he's leading the pack. He starts running away with the thing. Yeah, William Byron tries to challenge him. Can't do it. Joey Logano, he tries to challenge him. Can't do it. Kyle Busch looked terrible out there. He was crashing in practice, crashing in qualifying, crashing during the race. But that was fun to watch. Martin Truex Jr., he just went out there and he kicked everyone's ass. And then afterwards, because he's thinking about retiring after the year, they were asking him. He's like, well, man, I'm not very good with uh, these big decisions. He's trying to decide whether what type of saltwater boat he should buy. So he's talking about how that's a difficult decision for him. And he compared it to retirement. So that just goes to show, you know, like some of these NASCAR drivers. But big win for Truex, uh, third win of the year. Big for the playoff standing. The playoff cut line right now, it's getting dicey. Daniel Suarez was in the playoffs. Now he's out by one point. Michael McDowell, who is kind of like the little engine that could. He's on this terrible team, Front Row Motorsports. They don't have a lot of funding. They're kind of like the uh, ball A's, if you will. And uh, all of a sudden, he's in the playoffs right now after that race. A.J. Allmendinger kind of working away. So we got a good playoff battle coming. Hopefully next week's race is better. Hopefully it's on a Sunday. And hopefully it doesn't get rained out. Uh, But, yeah, Martin Truex Jr., he's heading home with the lobster. That is your NASCAR Minute. Ooh. That was a quick one. Wait for it. Hold on. Where's my guy? Yeah, why are you not got a queued up? I started drinking at 6 a.m. And we're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm really I Speaking of ASMR. Wait, what did you say, Mitch? 
I hate when they race on Mondays because it like, honestly, this NASCAR minute was brutal because I didn't get to watch the race Sunday. So I had to rewatch the whole race on recording. And when I was watching it last night, like Martin Truex Jr. was kicking everyone's ass. So I fell asleep. Like I woke up on the couch, my neck was killing me and I had to rewatch the last stage because I fell asleep. In the middle of it. So I'm just and then it'll be a little bit more. You're getting old, Mitch. I know. Yep. You're getting but, old, bud. Welcome. Welcome to the team. You're going to swallow a Viagra, get stuck in your throat, and you're going to get a sore neck, actually a stiff neck. Um, hold on. I did forget. I forgot that Missy sent this picture. Hold it's a croissant. Please tell me it's a croissant. Yeah. I'm going to call it Red Boner. Red Boner. Because that actually rolls off the tongue. This is bit. what happens when Cub fans think about prospects. Yeah. <laughs> Red Boner. Lots of carbs. Um, oh, not video. It's Empty not a cows. video. Thank God it's not a video. Was a butter come out of the front? I don't know. Uh, Jared Kelly, double A prospect. I yeah. thought he was. I got to look at his stats. This was it, Mitch. I was going to hit you with <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah, the was, Well, because I looked at my phone and I had like twenty notifications, like twenty alerts on the thing, and it was like I was looking through to see what I was tagged on. There's all these like stupid ass posts. I got Jesus. Yeah, Mitch, your DMs have got to be like just fucked. Like, to be honest, like, I am, it's got to be screwed. I have never been more scared uh, to look at someone's camera roll since Winery Base Cup. Do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, episode of South Park where like Butters is the filter for Cartman, and he goes to a very dark, dark place trying to filter all the other stuff that he ne- that Cartman mm-hmm. never sees. I feel like that's us with Missy. Like, there's just got to be some just dark stuff. Oh, I have not like used everything that Missy has sent me. Okay, yeah, so NASCAR I mean... <laughs> next week we're going to Pocono, the tricky triangle. So that'll be a good one for a good long NASCAR minute. Not we're to be confused with the Viagra triangle. With the tricky triangle, man. Yeah. Not to not to be confused with the Viagra triangle downtown yeah, Chicago. Tricky triangle up in Pocono. Although it's, it's, it's some argue looking at the track is more than three turns, but you know NASCAR they can't really count. So they're like, yeah, no, three turns, tricky triangle. Missy, I'll be honest. My uh, my Google photos is is actually uh, not good. I delete also- these pictures, but they upload automatically. So I'll go back. I'm like, what the fuck. And especially with some of those guys, like like Alex Rude and Carrie and Beer Garden Jim and na na na. There's a lot of um, phallus. One last tricky triangle fun fact before we stop the NASCAR talk. Last yes. year at this race, it was just a sickening. So Denny Hamlin oh. won the race. It was a pretty exciting race. He ends up winning. They went. The winners always have to go through tech. His car failed tech. They were cheating. They had too much tape on the front. So the second place car wins. They take the wait, second. Wait, 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 wait. A car got disqualified because they had too much tape. Yeah, they, they yeah. have like it's it's pretty stupid. But like the way they have it, it's like they you can place certain tape on the grill to like help heat up your brakes and it'll make the brakes work better. Uh, but like they put it in this incorrect spot. So the second place car wins the race. And bring the second place car through tech. Well, second place car was Kyle Busch. His car also failed tech because they were cheating. So fucking Chase Elliott got the win and he finished third. But like everyone, like they declared it the next day because the two cars got caught cheating. So that was awful. I woke, like I went to bed Sunday night thinking that one guy won the race and I wake up and like, Chase Elliott's declared your winner. It was just a sickening day. What happens if, it's what really happens particular if too, right? Like, Oh yeah, I think you would get refunded. Yeah, you get a refund. You actually they flip the win, but if someone's already cashed out, yeah, I mean that's true. Problem there, so they might actually invalidate. They might invalidate the whole ticket. I don't actually. I don't think they pay it out until it's declared official because like every runner has to go through tech, and that's why I always see like after the race, it's official. Martin Truex Jr. wins the race, or whoever it is. Good point. Good point. Here's my question too. Now, now, what? So, like you asked about like the tape. 
now uh what is it um what's the movie with christian bale and matt damon um Ford versus ferrari yes and that that first that early scene where he gets disqualified because his trunk space is yeah. too much. Like there, and he goes and bashes with a hammer to like make it work. But that's that. It's that detailed because one little slight difference can be the difference between aerodynamics and non that are. It's real too. Real. They do that now. Now back in that movie, obviously they have like the measurement out. They yeah. just have like the plates cover. So like cheating is a lot easier. Now you have to go through like a scanner, and they like it's almost like an autopsy. Like they scan every bit of the car to make sure it like measures up. Like how they have the like the like they have the uh, the lugs on the, uh, the like the glued lugs on the tires too, right? Where they can they can't glue it with a certain they have to, so they have but they're on there, but they're not on there. So you have to like if it's too much. You know, One that caught cheating. They had it where like they would take off the tire and it would look like as they were putting it on underneath they had a thing they could adjust like the balance of the car, like you could reach in with it. They do right the lung like lug that but really they're adjusting like the balance somewhere like front of the car which is illegal like the way they're doing it but like when they're doing the regular pit stop you couldn't tell the way they had it it's like the hidden ball trick or me doing this with my hand all right fellas final thoughts start with you mitch you got anything i hope that wasn't lucas giolito's last impression in a white Sox uniform I'm really gonna hate to see him go. Like I know they have to at this point, yep. but like, I, he, does he make his next? He's one of the good start. ones on this team. He was with one out of all the guys that they traded. He was the only one really on that initial wave that remotely panned out to what they thought they were getting between Moncada, Kopech, and him. So I hope that getting shelled is not his final start in Sox uniform. Agreed, Fids. I don't have a corn dog, but. Um, we're going to do this before I talk about Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger should not be sold. Um, the Cubs can sell Stroman to whoever, highest bidder, very different. The Chicago Cubs have been looking for a player like Cody Bellinger for now two or three years. Um, you know what you do? You overpay. So for me, as as someone that really is starting to get that elevated pulse again, which I usually, you know, I've been able to, you know, I'm like, I'm like Bruce Banner when he has how many days since an incident, right? That's me. Um, now the incident I'm about to Hulk out because Cody Bellinger is, is him. He's the core piece. The Cubs have looked for. He's an MVP. He does everything right. He's a left-handed bat. He plays all over the diamond gold glove defense. You don't trade these guys away. You say, what do you want now? And I'll give it to you. You don't say, you don't let them go. Well, we don't negotiate during the season. We'll wait to the, no, you say, what would, what would it take to keep you here? Give me the number. I'll make it happen. And you make it happen. That's it. If you're serious about, building a franchise that's going to win. I love Dansby Swanson, but his WRC plus is barely above 100. You need guys like Cody like Bellinger. Ron. Yeah, you need guys like Bellinger. You don't sell. Now, Stroman, you could get, like Aldo said earlier today, you can sell Stroman, and you've got, you know, you got maybe Kate Horton. You've got Wes, News, you got Wes Nasty coming up. you you got, uh, what's his name that they got in the KB trade, who maybe can do a little thing. You've got, obviously, Ben Brown, who you will not take them from us, Zo Stop. But... This is this is where they're at. So I can't. I, my last thought is, if the Cubs before the next show uh, sell Bellinger to somebody for teenagers again, um, I'm going to throw a fit, like a, like, right. a, like a straight up fit. Although trade deadline is August one, mm-hmm. two weeks from now. Next ten games, uh, the Cubs. These are the ten most important games the Cubs have played in like two years, two and a half years. Um, I know it's not that much. The level is very low. But it's actually nice to care about some of these games. And these games are going to matter. 
starting with Thursday, four against the Cardinals, two against the White Sox, four against the Cardinals again. That leads right into the series against the Reds, two days before the trade deadline. Time to show up, guys. And I don't know. I, might I, I know momentum is a day-to-day thing because, you know, whoever's starting tomorrow can just shit the bed in the first inning, and then who cares? Mm-hmm. But God damn it, that win felt amazing tonight. That is the next, in the next 10 days, the Cardinals could literally surpass the Cubs. The, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's, this is it. This, this is where we're going to find out if the Cubs, are you actually a team that is going to be competing or not? This is your chance. You're facing bad teams. Are you a bad team yourself? Or are you actually okay? <laughs> That's the thing. The Cubs aren't good. Are you a hundred? No, no, let's not confuse my uh, optimism here to confusing the Cubs are good. They're, they're, they just need to be okay. And then, so I'm going to leave you with, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's that time of the year that some people absolutely hate it because they hate seeing trade rumors and sources and all that other stuff. But then there's other people like me. I think it's fun. I love it. Uh, the toughest part for a lot of fans, though, is to remember these players couldn't pick you out of a police lineup. So don't take it too personal when they get traded, especially if it's a good business decision. KB Just, would recognize Kevin. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, that's a whoa. <laughs> whoa, let's take this back a little bit. By the way, oh, can I throw this out there? By the way, the Cubs have been kicking the tires so on trades. <laughs> Sorry, I can I can confirm that the Cubs. We, we know that the Cubs have at least called Detroit looking for bullpen help. I can confirm that. Lang? Get Lang back? Santos so, for tires. Uh, All right. Okay. A little breaking so, Forgot about that. For Mitch, Fids, that's Aldo Amzo. Uh, obviously, if either of our teams makes a trade of substance, uh, we'll probably either jump on a, a live on Twitter or we might all just reconvene here. But uh, thank you all for watching. For those of you that stuck around this whole time, we really appreciate it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. That really helps the cause. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Barbie. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season. Get our chains, 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 get our chains